Hello and welcome to Nigers Geeking Out, the post Snyder Cut edition. Yes, indeed. And with us today are none other than uh, triumphant Snyder cultists. By the way, only triumphant because I was not present on the last episode to lay the smackdown on his overhyped movie. Tunde, Tunde, how are you doing? I'm on top of the world, Wally. And let's get one thing clear. You are not here because you are running scared. Nah. You could not face your failure, so please, Come on. let's be clear on that. Look, look. Wally, okay. Wally, he just, he just quoted Thanos. He did, he did. Uh, you, but that's the thing, he quoted Thanos. We, we're not even going to, you see, all the things I would have talked about if I was on that, on that podcast, like his man, Darkseid, being carried away on a stretcher. Anyway, we will talk about that later, at some point in the future. But um, yeah, on the record today, the movie was actually kind of good. I'll give you that. So yes, you are a triumphant Snyder cultist. It's just your all your shouting should be should be tamped down a little bit. Uh, it's a lie. My shoulder is really high. And, uh, whatever. We're still doing introductions. I beg. Let's finish introductions. Uh, <laughs> so moving on from Snyder cultist is a guy whose opinions are so um, impossible to predict that you have no idea whether he's going to fall on the pro or con side of the Snyder cult. None other than the leopard himself, cakes. How's it, bro? How's it going, Cakes? I'm very, I'm very fine, thank you. I'm fine, thank you, Wally. How are you doing? I did, Jerry. I did. I did. I am. Um, how are you? Today, are you okay? Are you Are you okay now? Can you? Good. Okay. Um, and then, of course, the Black Panther himself, or should we say, the Yellow Panther? Um, the red panther the red panther yes indeed coming all the way from uh red wakanda uh, from which he graces us with his presence once in a while red red how are you doing my dude i'm good so glad to be here um really really sad that i missed i missed saturday but yeah, yeah, you um, know, it's just one of those things. Tunday will get it today. Oh, he'll get, he'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> an, an accident of fate. Yeah. You know, it's so annoying. My, my signal didn't drop through one call, but it dropped in another call, and it was an important call. We all know what that really means, but uh, we will not to discuss it on this on this, um, on this podcast. And uh, finally, I shall hand over to our esteemed host, Dakbo. Dakbo, how's it going, bro? Yeah, it's okay. Um, I may. I think I got my voice back. I can now speak in a normal tone after my hushed voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell me you were playing. You guys were all like you were all you were all bowing your heads in contrition. No, to, I didn't oh bow my, my head, God. but you know, it was the, the today was just in such an ebullient manner. It was very hard to control him. You yeah. see, that's why you guys should have. You should have allowed me to be on the podcast. I would have kept it's, this guy in check. It's euphoria. We'll, we'll let them have it. Uh, they'll, they'll, come, they'll come back down to earth. Well, you know, every now and then, you know, every, every, everybody has to have yeah. their day in the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. Like, like Luki said, true. we will meet again one day. 
<laughs> yeah, but yeah, actually, to be to be to be one hundred percent fair, um, despite the fact that I would probably definitely have given Tunde the t- the the hardest time of his life, at the end of the day, I'm likely to have scored the Snyder cut really high, um, because I literally did enjoy myself and I did spend I did watch it in one sitting, unlike a, a lot of people who had to leave because they were getting bored. I wasn't bored for one second, and um, yeah. I have a lot of opinions as to why it was so good, but not for this podcast. Right. So what is for this podcast? And we will start off with um, the rival universe, the MCU. And <laughs> this week they started their new show. Um, we've all seen the trailers. It was Falcon and Winter Soldier. The very first episode dropped. And I guess let's get into it. What did you guys think about this, this first uh, episode? Don't all rush to don't all rush at once. <laughs> so yeah, do I do do I want to talk about it now or do, do I want to let someone else talk about it? Let let's let Tunde uh, talk about it first. I wonder no, Red, Red, okay, Red, you go ahead. Let me, let, me, let, let me start. Um so uh, first I have to disagree with that was saying it's the rival universe. Um, that's an insult to the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's no rivalry here. There's no. It's not. It's 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 not even a thing. Um, let's, let's, so you acknowledge let's, that this is the greatest, right? You acknowledge let's, that. No, let's disabuse our minds of that. So, Falcon and Winter Soldier. The fact that this is even a series. It's not a movie. It doesn't have the benefits of hindsight. It doesn't have the benefits of of a million views to to make it right. Who saw that? Who saw that? Falcon oh at the border of Libya. How how do that, they do how that is IMAX level cinema level production? Yeah. Do you do you forget, know forget, what? forget I, I, I no. was just no red, you finish up it. That's no, why I no, want someone else that, to go because otherwise opening, I would just open that up. That opening with. is cinema level production. You can <laughs> talk about the the power levels at the towards the end later when we're kicking in was it was it Germany? Um but that is a show. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Um I am stoked. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to see. I can't wait to see the next um the next episode. Do, do you know what I'm scared of? You know what I'm scared what? of? I'm, I have the opposite what? problem with WandaVision. WandaVision started, I was like, this is garbage. It's probably going to continue being garbage to the end. With this one, I have the same problem I had with Superman and Lois. I'm like, it looks like you gave away the top action scene at the very beginning of the show when you've done zero character development. No, so so I have seen, I've seen some of the trailers. I don't know if you, if you saw the trailers. Yeah, and this this opening was never in the trailer at all. It so was, I'm, it was. I think, I think it was it was because in the trailer we saw some, some that we saw them flying through a canyon. The first one, um, Dakwa, you remember okay, that so, one? So I missed that. Yeah, because yeah. so yeah. okay. I saw that and I, it blew my mind, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have to watch this." But then I watch it, and then that scene is what opens up the whole show. So I'm like, "This is amazing," but. There are no stakes. Can I just interject here? But I'm, I'm the exact opposite. So I like the fact that you got it out of the way. I, I only saw the first trailer, to be honest. I, I didn't see any of the other trailers. <laughs> and I did that deliberately. But I love that your big trailer set piece, you got it out of the way. So I'm not waiting mm-hmm. for that over the next six episodes. It's out of the way. Now I can actually relax 
and anything else that comes in is almost like a bonus. So straight, okay. Sorry for interruption. Uh, no, so no, 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 it's okay. It's fine. Interruption. Let's talk about this set piece. And Red, we'll, we'll come back to you. Yeah, go ahead. I saw part of this in, in, the, in the trailer, the one I watched. Yeah, 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 There's also yeah. something What's I saw in the trailer that was not in this set piece. Yeah. There's two other set pieces in the trailer that I've seen. Yes, 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 so, yes. Oh, Oh, sorry, I, saw the, I saw the other two. I didn't say this first. Uh, okay. So, yeah. okay. So, I, and so just on the set piece, I watched it and then immediately wound it right back again. And I watched it all, <laughs> all over again. It wasn't that Apple, good. I did like, that too. And I then, absolutely did that too. And then the following morning, I watched it again. That, that you know that wasn't even all. I, I didn't. I, I didn't just end up watching the whole thing again. There was actually a sequence in it that I rewatched. Yeah. You know the bit where they were getting close to the border and are you sure you guys aren't agents. overcompensating? The sequence wasn't that good. <laughs> I mean, it's good, but like I don't understand. I love it. I love. I love. I generally love dog fights. And this was a human dogfight. Well, I guess human versus... Well, it's actually human versus human... It was like, human versus, yeah, by like and Truman, yeah. I just loved it. I, I loved the whole sequence. Yeah. It, it went on for long enough, because, I mean, this is like the first action scene in the whole series. It, it so went on for... It went on for close exactly. to 10 minutes. It was long. Not, yeah. And not a single slow-mo. It was almost... <laughs> Somebody is telling me I'm overcompensating. The slow mo, I'm going to defend Zack Snyder's slow mo. So, no, slow mo, slow mo one time, okay. Okay, but let's not, but okay, so, but to Falcon and Winter Soldier, to be serious here, I loved it. I am not worried. Um, I, I don't see Brian Singer there, whose best whose best moments come at the beginning of the show. So, Brian is just swinging wildly today. Oh, like, just punching them in the face. I'm ready. Come here. All my ammo from Saturday. I, I have I have nowhere to unpack them. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll just sit down and his heart skipped a bit. You know what happened? No, but okay. But that, like that. But to be serious, and okay. but it was it was a good show. It was a good show. I really I really liked it. Um, I liked the pacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I know when we're when we're doing Wonder Vision, we didn't even know this was going to be the case. Someone mentioned Marvel should explore what happened during the blip yeah. that it will be, it will be a good take. And like, it, it will have some really, really strong emotional impact. And I think they're doing that, uh, being in America, being a Black Lives Matter and the whole institutional racism. I liked how they couldn't even get a loan at the bank. Um, some, some, some reality to that. So I, I loved everything. I loved everything about it. Um, I'll wait to see. I can't wait to see part two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me go. Let me I'm going to go next. Wally, we can't hear you clearly. If you're speaking, okay, so it's gone down again. Yeah, I think it's gone down again. again. Now you're back. It's better now. No, oh, no. God. Okay, that's uh, that's probably not very good. Right. So, okay. I, I I enjoyed it a lot. Right. So after the what I call the Bond opening, because Bond tends to do this, open, Bond always opens with a great set. That piece. was exactly what I thought of, James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the great Bond opening, I thought, okay, it's going to settle down. And we kind of got a, 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 another sequence also later down for Bucky himself. I like what they're doing here. 
I hope, and this is where I guess where Wally's getting worried. I hope that they maintain the the action level as it where it is now. But I'm also very much interested in the human impact of the blip. So we're seeing we're starting to see things about five years away. Were you, uh, oh one were you paid? A lot of these guys don't have any money, and what was the impact of people coming back? On, and I think they're going to start exploring it. And I actually now got a feeling that maybe a lot of these shows will do that. That you know, like your She-Hawk might be the legal implications of it. Uh, you know, so I'm hoping that now one thing, <laughs> and, and some 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 other podcast actually mentioned this, and I thought, oh, that's true. It, somebody said Bucky spoke, spoke more in this one episode than is in, in in every single film he's been put together in the MCU to date, and that we get to learn a lot more about Bucky, and, we start to, and then you start seeing how. Obviously, what he's done in the past is now traumatic to him, and he's trying to what, make amends. So I, I enjoy that. I, I, I enjoy now the Falcon bit, and, and let's talk about this whole racism thing, right? And this is how, and sometimes things skip me. Yep. But in this one, I, I kind of noticed it. Did you get that whole when the bank, the the bank manager? Manager, yeah. Where do I know you from? Yeah. Sports. Yes. Yeah, sports, oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the, the only black people you know who are famous uh, athletes, yeah. or rappers. Yeah. But it was such rappers, it, it was such a subtle thing. Yeah, rappers. It's so, it so subtly yeah. done, but it was that was more true to reality than like, yeah. oh, you're a black guy, I'm not giving you a loan. You know, yeah. Yeah. so I kind of liked the way they played it. And also now the elements of Falcon giving the the shield back. I kind of understood why he would why, why, why he did that. I completely understand. Completely. And I also think... It was so realistic. And, and I think that also... I think there's also an element of the government saying, try kind of easing him towards that decision. Not telling him, oh, give it back. We don't yeah, want but like, oh, this is Captain America's shield. It should be. And he, and, and he figured, oh, crap, yeah. And, and, this, and, you're, not, and you're, you're not the right... Uh, you may not be accepted, you know. That, no, it should I, be a big, I, I, should be I, a big I, job. Yeah, I think they wouldn't even hint at that to him. Yeah. But they kind of played him and and yeah. and then also seen that he was not comfortable taking yes. on that legacy. And exactly. And, and he decided to go and fight the, for the legacy of his dad. Wrongly, my view. <laughs> because his sister, who's one been battling that whole battle, now come back after five years. Well, well, to him it's two seconds. But the sister's been do- dealing with this. Yeah. For five years, and you coming in, Avenger, I'm going to rescue you. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I let somebody else talk. I think I'm talking too much here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's 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 everything that you're saying is is pretty much um, spot on as far as I'm concerned. Um, the the action scene, I'm not going to just I'm not going to belabor that point. Um, it it just blew me away. It was what I wanted to see the the fast action in the sky and all that, which is why I'm afraid that um, it, they may have blown their load. So let's let's hope they actually haven't. Uh, and then there's there's something there's it did while it did look so amazing to me, there was one little problem, um, and I think I'll touch on that problem when I'm done um, with everything else I have to say. 
Um, the other stuff, of course, uh, mainly the things that Dako has talked about, um, here we're coming back into the sort of political world of the MCU, the world that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been in and that, of course, the Captain America movies have been in and so on. And it just kind of reminds us how cool that world is and how built up it is. You know, the fact that we have all these um, organizations, um, we have the different... Um, uh, governments of the world sort of grappling with the fact that they're superpowered beings around and they're superheroes. We get to see that. And that's one of the things that sort of makes um, the MCU so real to so many of us. Um, and them sort of bringing that back in Avengers was great. And then they touched on the personal lives of these two characters. They went all in on humanizing them in this first issue, uh, this first episode. They did a great job with the Winter Soldier, oh my God, it's so good. I mean, online, in the meme world, people like um, um, Bucky because of all the sort of like um, tag team comedy he's been doing with, um, um, what's his name? Um, the, the, the actor that plays Sam Wilson. Uh, Anthony well, Mackie. Yeah, Anthony Mackie, all the stuff he does, so people kind of like him, but within the MCU, he's kind of this one note character that doesn't talk a lot. And it's just this grim guy that's just, just standing around sulking all the time. Well, and I can tell you that that guy was my worst part of the first Avenger, um, um, Captain America. Captain America. <laughs> my worst part. I was like, this guy is very, very dishwater, like very dull guy. I was like, this guy has no charisma. But, you know, I, I started to come around, but go on. Sorry to Yeah, you. but that wasn't all, right? I mean, in The Winter Soldier, there's also the stuff where... You know, all these people, like I know Tunde likes to do it all the time to uh, complaining about people not getting um, uh, forced to pay the consequences for their blah, blah, blah. You know, somehow a lot of these people, they only look out, it's when it happens to women, or they'll be complaining about Wanda, they won't complain about Thanos, who killed half of the universe. So, but still, for some reason, for some reason, they do tend to complain about. Um, Sebastian Stan and the Winter Soldier. Um, and it does sort of seem to me like, okay, when they're finally exploring his personal life, they're going into that, right? They're going into the fact that he's been given all these pardons that he doesn't deserve and that he himself feels he doesn't deserve. And the, the episode that they showed, that personal thing that happened between him and the old Japanese yeah. man just yeah. kind of brings it home how impossible it is for him to get through this, you know. So it was great. I loved it. There's so many things I love, but I don't. I don't want to spend too long yeah. talking because cakes. You need to talk, and Tunde needs to say his nonsense so that we can. Shout <laughs> <him down. laughs> you know what? Let Tunde talk. I didn't need to say like I am able to just say today. Yeah. No, 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 no. So so before before Tunde talks, no, no, no. I'll just I'll just mention the one thing that I, that yeah. that that scares me about the action scene. Mm. Um, so the initial action scene was great, was brilliant, was everything, mm -hmm. but there's one problem with it. And that is, even though it looked so great, yes, there is nothing about that action scene mm -hmm. that makes me think that the Falcon is unique or impressive in any way. There's nothing he did as, as, as impressive as his flying was. Yeah. I can totally see Tony Stark or War Machine Mm -hmm. doing that better because they have better equipment. Of course. There's a lot of stuff that he had to do, a lot of what Bunge had to do. He was that yeah. sorting, yeah. he was yeah. diving. I was like, oh my God, this guy's so badass. But I mean, War Machine would have just released some heat-seeking missiles, yeah, of course. Of course. you know. Yeah. So in a way, 
the Falcon still kind of seems kind of lame, you know? Okay. And in a way, maybe it's also tying into the story because you can also see why he doesn't want to accept the shield. But Dak already talked about that. And I'm handing over now to Cakes. Okay. Thanks, Wally. And uh, no, you make a good point. I, I want to hear what this young man is going to say. Oh, today. Okay, yeah. good. Let him talk first so that we can rebut him when it's your, your turn. That's, 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 that's a plan. It doesn't get what to is. have the last say. It doesn't get to have the last say. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> what, Wally, right, you guys are not here on Saturday, and um, there was a very important question asked that you guys should stop bullying me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can answer that question. Right now. And that so, is that you are not bullied. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words cannot harm you. Is that not true today? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm letting it wash around because I know this is all your attacks today so far. I come from a place of pain. It's really <laughs> weird. Like, so so it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's allowed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, right, yeah. focus, let's focus on this particular show now. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to like this particular show. I didn't like any of the two characters going into it. Okay. And the feel of the body cop comment body cop thing they had going, I didn't I didn't exactly like it. But watching this episode, I was actually very surprised. I've not been excited for a Marvel production as much as I'm excited for this in a while because it's actually taking into account the real world consequences of the bleep. Like the five years thing are not just being glossed away like they were in far in, in is it far from home or homecoming? Far from home. Uh, yeah they're not just being glossed away and they're not just being ignored like it's actually main focal point of the show they're actually establishing that it happened and we are saying now it's impacting these characters going forward they bit about them trying to get alone i will not go right since you guys have talked about it a lot i actually enjoyed it the bit about bucky making restitution feeling the guilt of his actions like i love that bit and i think this was my major complaint with wonder vision like what he said where Wanda just lets it all go, but it's actually a major focal point of this show, and I really enjoyed that because, yes, even though it was under the influence of mind control, it even to him, it doesn't still negate his own responsibility for those actions. He still feels the weight, the pain of those actions going forward, and to continue to impact him going forward. For the action scene, I had only just one question, that first action sequence. I mean, and it's very nitpicky. It's extremely nitpicky, like, very. So I will just, like... So they require they were going they were in Libya and these guys kidnapped somebody in an helicopter and they're required to fly Bucky from America to come down there and do what they could have just stopped them on the ground. No, they didn't they need not, to they were, not, they were not in Libya, they had to stop them before they got into Libya. Yeah, but I'm saying that they're in an helicopter, right? They stay yeah. from somewhere. The time for Bucky to get from US down there to stop them mid-flight is like can I, can, I, yeah. can I suggest something today? And I see your points. Can I see your points? But can I suggest something? Because I what I yeah. was that, what I believe was that, and and I might be wrong, or I might be making excuses, or I might be headcanoning this. But Bucky was uh, um, Sam was is a military contractor, and he's on assignment there. That's where he's stationed at the moment. He's a military private military contractor. Mm-hmm. Now, and this happens a lot where um, insurgents they kidnap um, military personnel like U.S. military personnel, and maybe they transport them up across the border or something. And it's, this is a question of intel, right? Okay, so we get the intel that they've gone to bust some of our guys there, and, you know, the person is currently in transit. All right, we need to move. We need to, we need to get wheels off the ground in five minutes. 
they that they were debriefing him in the air. Yeah. That means like oh that makes that makes sense. That makes sense. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Okay. You're right, you're right, you're right. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And I want to highlight my favorite part of the show. It's the flag smashers. I actually love those villains. They are my <laughs> yeah. best part. I love I love that <laughs> so much as well. Far away my best part of the show because they actually have a point in what they are doing. And they actually I'm I might actually be on their side, depending on how the show shakes oh. up. And you I really what? hope God bless you. Go on, Tunde. Go on, Tunde. Just continue. Yeah, finish. And I really hope, and I'm really hoping they don't make them another Hayward. I mean, yeah, yes. their, their leader <laughs> is... Their leader is going to be Baron Zemo, and he actually did a good work in Civil War. He had some points, too, that he was making, and it was actually a bit right. So I wish they go in that direction rather than making these guys a bunch of nut jobs. So I look forward to what's yeah. going forward. Yeah, yeah I, I love that so much. But, but can way, I quickly, actually, I was a little bit scared of that. Red, you go you go first. Yeah, just want to quickly talk um, to this. Um, thanks for your review. So you see that feeling you're feeling and loving it, even though you didn't think you would love it. That's that's inevitability. You can't stop it. So just, just accept it. Okay, so... Red hat. Um, I'm, miss, I'm, 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 I'm killing myself for missing Saturday. So today's going to take the blood of it today. Good, good. He's really going to get it. Okay, so yeah, today I do agree with you on the flag smashers. Uh, a good, I, good I review though. Yeah, exactly. That that was a pretty good uh, summary of things today. Yeah. The flag smashers I, th- I thought were, were super cool. And yes... When they mentioned what their uh, what their ideology is, I yeah. found myself in a position where I was like, "Yes, this is a hook that's getting me," because when they talked about them, they say there are two things that they they um, they champion. One, they want to get rid of all flags and all borders, and they want the whole world to be one. Yeah. And mm-hmm. two, they wish the world was uh, continued to be as it was in the blip, because everyone getting killed sort of pushed people in that direction. And when I listen to, when I hear that, I feel a sort of internal conflict because I'm like, yeah, unity of the world, no borders. Who wouldn't want that? I mean, that would be so great if it can happen, Yeah, you know? But then at the same time, it sounded very Um, Mm eco-fascist. And that is essentially Thanos' philosophy. Um, And the thing about eco-fascist thoughts is that it's something that I really dislike. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I really hate Thanos. It's one of those <laughs> things where you take environmental concerns and you use them to push these really dangerous ideologies. So on hearing that, I'm like, oh my God, this looks like something that could really conflict me internally. I might find myself not knowing whether to like them or hate them. Uh, and it could also make it so that I'm not really sure I like what this, what the show does with them. So yeah, I'm also afraid they don't become... Right, the way what is his name, Sam Torres put it, I kind of like the way that he put it. He, he put it for oh, yeah, you know, they, they liked it when there were no borders and that the world was unified, mm-hmm. but then he quickly put his side to it, go because they thought it was better, and he went, uh, It wasn't. So straight away, I can say, Ah, but because Sam wasn't there for those five yeah. years, so no, he, he wasn't exactly. know what it's like. Yeah, so I would like to see the, the discussion between Zimo and Falcon say, Right. It was like this way. People came together. I mean, I'm yeah. guessing that, that I'm guessing that's what they're going to try. To, so it's it's good. And you're right. As long as they keep it as nouns as that, and not turn into you know like uh, mustache twirlers. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy for them to become mustache twirlers because ecofascism is very easy to show that it's bad, and then they could just be like, oh, we have an evil plan. We're going to kill half of the people of the world. And and, 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 and the fact that, that, that just makes sense. In, in that street fights also. Counted in the favor. 
Okay. They, they, they beat quite a few people up, but they didn't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so I think, oh, it was our purpose just to, you know, not make them out an outright evil. Obviously, yeah. 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 Terrorists, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah. I liked, I liked it. it. I, I certainly liked, I liked the show itself. I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Um, and and to, to what you guys said about the body cop, I think it was Red that said he wasn't looking, no, it was Tunde that said he wasn't looking forward to it. I wasn't looking forward to this at all. Because I thought the relationship looked very forced in the first trailer that I had seen of, between the two of them. So now clearly we see that separately they can hold their own, but let's see how they fare when they're together. So yeah. let's see whether they can be Briggs and Murtoff when they're together. So that magic that happened separately. Now I've actually cared more about both um, Sam Wilson and uh, Bucky Barnes more than I have in all the other movies that have come before them. Because Sam Wilson has been a non-entity before. Exactly. I've just seen him as, you know, kind of Man Friday to Captain exactly. America. Exactly. So, and even when I was watching this at the start, when he was ironing and being very morose, I was like, why is this guy, did somebody tell this guy, has somebody told you that uh, Cap isn't dead, right? This man <laughs> literally came back and gave you, so he's not dead, why are you so sad? But I now understood a little bit more, knowing that, you know, the family life and some things that he had to sort. So I, I love them separately. Uh, when they get yeah. together, let's see if that, you know, if they can bring that magic together as well, and it's not forced, like, uh, you know, they're just mm-hmm. funny. Um, yeah. It's a it's a really, so far, it's a really good show. Very, very well directed. And it has, it's a little bit of treadstone. It has a bit of espionage in it as well. Mm-hmm. But I know that they're going to lean into, I really, really, really like Daniel Brühl as, um, as Zemo. So I, I think he's going to be quite um, a, a very meticulous and yeah. uh, intelligent body. Guys, all, all five of us have talked and we haven't talked about US agent. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna to get to US agents. So and, and what I wanted to say about US agents is did you guys know do you guys know who the US agent is? As in the, no. the actor? No. That's no. that's that's Wyatt Russell, that's Kurt Russell's son. Oh that's Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell. And okay. he has the most Punchable, drop kickable face that has <laughs> ever been on camera. Even without the helmet and stuff, he has a horror. I'm sorry to say this guy's face is not movie star quality at all. He's not a superstar. So I, I, I hope he keeps the helmet on as much as he can. <laughs> because that can only ask. Don't you think it's, it's such great casting that you took one look at this guy? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't want you to punch him. <laughs> no, that was that to me. That was a masterstroke because I think one of this one of the toughest things this film this show has to do is to try to sell the idea of um, Cap giving Falcon the shield as being the right thing yep. to do. Yep. And we can easily see that with Bucky because I mean, lots of people are like, oh, Bucky should get the shield. Yep. But it's very easy to see that, well, Bucky is a disturbed mental guy that's yep. not going to be Captain America. Yep. But it would be kind of lame to sort of use Bucky as the sort of battering ram to show us that. Yeah. Yep. So now what the show needs to do is sh- to show us that Sam, even though he may not quote unquote look the part, and clearly it's not shying away from why the fact that he's a black guy, it's, it's front and center, even on the internet, people complained because it was black, you know? So that's one, but there's also the fact that, well, maybe it might be his personality and how much better to show that than to have someone who quote unquote looks the part, but still looks like a complete and total 
<laughs> Before you say what the word you want to use, exactly, I'd probably so, act like that as well. That is going to be awesome. And that actually reminds me the conversation between between Sam and what is Rhodes. I think that's actually very, very uh, that bit was actually very good. Very good. Where, where yeah. Root was like subtly trying to encourage him that guy, take up the mask, take yeah. it up for the, he was trying to like push it on him. That, okay, yeah, yeah. For the, that you're going to be, for the culture, exactly. Yeah, for the culture. For the culture. Exactly. But you know what? I like that because they were kind of showing us that that's the wrong reason as well. I loved it. I loved you it. know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't, because you can't, you can't actually force someone to feel that sense of responsibility that I can carry this for, you yes. know? And I'm not carrying it for, the blacks. I'm carrying it for the whole country. So for everyone, exactly. Everyone, you know. So, so, and um, it was it was so good. The dialogue, I, and there was something. I, I'm just. This is the, literally the last thing I'm going to say because we've all talked about everything good about this, and I love it. Um, where where Bucky is talking to his dates, and she's she's asking him, you know, how old? Are you? And he goes 106. <laughs> uh, he says it casually. Um, I was, was going to ask that, but what do you think about the dates? And and I kept thinking, uh. <laughs> thinking that no, there's something. <laughs> Red, keep quiet, please. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, ban me. Moving on. Oh, Kings, oh, you were yeah, saying something. Okay, moving on. So I was no, stop, stop I was, this thing from going off the rails. I beg. Yeah. So I was saying that um, when when he says that, and you know, I, I was watching this. Uh, by the way, do you know that was one of the Howling Commandos? It was the Japanese guy. Yes, I guess I recognize him. Howling yes. So I was, I was, um, I was, I was. Looking at Bucky, and I was wondering why is this guy? He's so he's so dour and so sad. And but you know, in retrospect, I was like, he looks deeply unhappy. Even when he was on the date, he had his gloves on. He wasn't smiling. He had this odd, sad smile every time he smiled because he had no friends. Yep. And they made that clear when they were like, "Look," when the lady, the psychiatrist, said, "Look, you, you know, you've made." Oh, sick. I love her. Can we talk and, about her? You know, you, you, I, you don't I, have any friends. You don't I have love friends. that psychiatrist. The bit where she talks about having been on the field—that yeah. that was that came from left field. It was so when good. he said bullshit. I, thought, I loved it. <laughs> you know that—that's to stop you who's watching from dozing off because like oh boring, boring. Wait, wait, what? So it was it was just it was just to buttress the, the additional fact that Sam had um, no sorry Buck had no one. You yeah. know, he even on a date, he couldn't bring himself to be happy or to even smile, or it just showed it just it just felt like a peek behind the mind of someone who is deeply unhappy and is almost this close to actually committing suicide. I honestly see him as this close. He has because he has no human connection except this old man who you know is sour and is like okay, but he hasn't had any wife, any life, anything. It's, it was it was it was a bit it was a bit um right so okay so let me ask a question who's looking that, forward to this to the scene when he tells that man why he's his friend oh man and i'm not looking forward I to it i hope it doesn't I, happen I, I, I hope i hope it doesn't do yeah i'm going yeah. to enjoy that scene when it comes on like i'm yeah. absolutely I, 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 hope, I, hope, I hope they avoid it somehow i hope i hope i hope, mm-hmm. I, hope, it's, I, hope it's, I want, I want some good things to happen to him i don't want yeah, to yeah me too I, I i think sam yeah. has, but for, to, for his redemption but, to work he has to do it yes Let's that's Holly. That's Holly. You see, I've forgiven him already. These wicked people who don't want to forgive one that one wonder, wonder. They, they, want, they want to drag him through the coals. They want it to suffer. No, no, no. no. I, I, think, I think this will help him. 
it's exactly. So, but but yeah. my thing with that is, what happens? He he tells the guy, the guy's upset for a minute, then the guy forgives him. No, no, that's what, no, that would be so unrealistic. That would be unrealistic. Yeah. He doesn't forgive him, and he, he, he has to walk out of the guy's life. He probably yeah. won't forgive him. He has to walk okay. out of the guy's life, but then. Okay, that, Okay, but then what happens outcome. to him, you know? I don't want, I don't want, anyway, he's a, he's a strong guy. He'll take care of himself. Yeah, I think, I think this is where Falcon's got to be key to him. I mean, I think they mentioned that Sam's been trying to reach out to him. Yes, Sam had been trying to reach him. Yeah, yeah but he wasn't picking up the call. But yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to the director as well, uh, Carrie Scogland, this uh, Canadian lady. She has a really, really strong uh, uh, pedigree. She's done some really good stuff. But this... Uh, 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 this episode and like if she continues like this excellently directed movie so a series for me I think we should really rate it you doing all the episodes by the way I think so pretty much like uh, Jack Schofman or whoever did uh, Wonder Vision so one person does all okay cool mm -hmm. so um, should we rate it out of five Tunde uh, yeah uh, four for five for me Red four point five Wally four point five <laughs> that one <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, ah, ah, man. I, you know what? I, I, a 4.5. Do you know why? Not today? Today. Not we, cannot, we cannot give, we cannot give. <laughs> because, <laughs> I, can't, I can't point to anything <laughs> I didn't like. I can't yeah, that's it. I didn't actually like. I can only point to worries that I have. Um, and then to maybe the thing about the Falcon. <clears throat> Someone said that maybe he's going to get a new suit. Um, that would be so cool, uh, but I don't think that would happen. Um, but yeah, apart from that, there's nothing I didn't like, just like, like you, Kate. Nice. Okay. 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 That was that was a, next. Yeah. So next we come back to DC and we've got CW's shining light at the moment, Superman and Lewis. And it's episode four for those who've watched it. Is it, um, Red, did you see this? Not Cinnabon, spoiler away. It's fine. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I, I'm, I'm sure Tunde's seen it, right? Uh, yes, definitely. And Kex, did you watch it? Or are you not watching it yet? <laughs> I told you I'm not committing to this. It's just you and me, right? Yeah. Right. I'm going to go first here. Okay. This, this is the first episode. It's not bad. So let me start with that. It's not a bad episode. But I almost felt nothing about this episode. It, I thought it was still good. It kind of carried on. But even when I was trying to think back about when I was preparing for this podcast, I was struggling to remember what actually happened, what in, happened? in this episode. Yeah. And in the end, I do I, remember, but it's it, it's 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 a bit of a empty episode. I, I don't know if there's the right phrase to use. Can I ask a question? Can I, can I ask a question about not just this episode, but the entire series? What does Clark do? Is a football coach now for a free? For free. Is he, is he, so is he is he, <laughs> is he coaching is he coaching at the boys' school? Yes. He, yes, he, he yes. volunteered. He volunteered. And that only oh, he also runs the farm. Yeah. So in terms of what does he do for money? So he's a farmer actually, but he volunteers as a football coach. Right. So no, so okay. I'm gonna ask you this question. Okay. We we are four episodes in. He wasn't a farmer at the beginning of this show. What was he? Yeah. I don't think he had a job. The way he got uh, fired at the beginning of the show. Oh, did he? he got fired and the movie and the movie. He got back, fired, right? yes. Yeah. And he got fired from doing what? What was he doing before? So the movie. He was a reporter. He was working like the Daily Planet, yeah. You know what? I, I forgot about that scene. Oh, so they fired him. Why did he get the sack? 
do, do we know why um, he got downsized? Downsized. Oh, they were downsizing. Okay, oh, yeah, I don't know if it was yeah, due yeah. to something he did or gotcha. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 and the reason why I asked is I, I wanted to know what the what his own you know uh, uh, um relationships were outside the family and the relationship with we Lewis. Not seen any almost. Because, because I think from the very first episode they moved back to Smallville. Mm-hmm. So in Smallville, we see that he's got obviously he's got a relationship with Lana, mm-hmm. or Lana's married mm-hmm. with kids. Yes, and this in 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 Smallville, he's, he's well known, so he's still popular. Like, people who, who yeah. never loved Smallville, they still know yeah. him. He's yeah. one of the boys from back in the day. Yeah, so he's he's got that relationship with most of the okay. ownership. Okay, okay, um, but it's and to this, if I'm wrong, stop me. But he seems to spend. 80% of his time running errands for the government or, or, or saving the world. Let me put it that way. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so that's the core. And okay. in, in, in this episode, was, this was more, and, and I don't know if you agree with this, this was more of a, a Lewis episode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it focused more on the Lewis subplot than the than any other thing. Also, okay. it focused a lot more on the boys and, the, and Sam Neill. Ah, yeah. Now, sorry. That was that thing, yeah. My biggest gripe. I've just remembered it now. Is it Sam Neil? Is Sam Neil in this? No, Sam Neil. No. Sam oh, Lane, I... the father of Louis. Oh, Sam Lane. Okay. Oh, Sam Lane. Oh, the general. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. My biggest issue today, and I don't know if you guess what this is going to be. It's the. Yeah, we... It's the boy. It's, it's, it's the boy with powers. It started to get irritating. No, they did. No. They did something in this episode. That Smallville did every week. Yes. And and it scared the living dinner that, oh, I hope they're not going on this route. They are going on that route. What do they do? Yeah, what definitely. Do they do? Basically, one of the boys oh, in the school gained powers. One of the students gained powers. Yes. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh they're going to have a lot of, they're going to start having people all over the place. The reason it gained powers is the same reason in Smallville, they found kryptonites on the, in oh, their yeah, minds so or something like that. So that's a so No, that's I a don't problem. believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Honestly, like, I put my hand on my head. I, I like watching it. I put my hand on my head. Wait. Why would you do this again? So, something? So this made this episode like my worst episode so far in the show. Because not even just that, like that was like the main plot plot of the bad guy. He came to Smallville to look for kryptonite that gives people powers, apparently. And he has been giving people powers before. So one boy got powers accidentally from the beginning, and that was like a main plot point for the boys. And it was annoying. Like we can now say, okay, yes, this is the formula they're going to be using going forward. They're, they're, so it's a bit painful to watch that they're going in that particular direction again. Also, one more thing that that they mentioned that was my actually my own biggest issue with the show was the villain of the week. It was one random guy with a gun that got to drop on Superman. Oh, so, God. that was that. So Superman, that was bad. It was just a Sonic Blaster. Okay. So Superman was looking for him. Superman landed in the park and was just looking around. Then this guy sneaks up from behind him and he shoots him with the Sonic Blaster and keeps him down. Yeah, it was wow. for like, and that was just terrible. Like, I was just wow. <laughs> yeah, that was so, that wasn't good. <laughs> I, I, you know what made me laugh? Because there was one bit about it that I liked. So he was down, he was in pain, all that kind of silliness. But he heard his son cry out for help from across the state. 
And then I liked his reaction to the cry, even though it wasn't realistic, but I kind of liked that. What was his reaction? Oh, it really, oh they, real, they realized that, oh, this is very silly. Why am I on the ground being silly? So he just clapped <laughs> and blew the guy away and went on his way. <laughs> so, he, he's, he's, oh, by the way, he stole a move from the Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That clap. Yeah, that clap. Yeah, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just like putting my head, my head in my hands here. Like this is really bad. Yeah, it was. Somebody gained powers in this episode. In this same episode, someone got the drop on Superman with a sonic gun. Yeah, it, it was it was it, it was one of them. It, 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 yeah, it's and, not. <laughs> and it could hear, it could hear, it could hear sound, but couldn't, but couldn't hear the guy with the gun. Oh, like, I had oh, man, I I, I kind of had hopes for this one, so I could just like, even yeah, if it's so just yeah, the first episode, episode four was was yeah, it wasn't there. <laughs> it, it wasn't there at all. Like no, it wasn't there. No. Um, yeah, uh, so. I mean, beyond that, I don't, have, I don't have, I don't have any more comments on it. <laughs> and, and how, how, many, how many, how many episodes? How many episodes is it in the first season? Tuli, you said it a few weeks ago. Fifteen, I remember. Fifteen episodes, and then twenty-two yes. in season four, something like that. Okay, it was supposed to be twenty-two in four season one, yeah. So, wow. So there's so a, it happened like this season. Yes, eleven more. So the chances are that we're going to see a few more random people turn up with powers from. Wait, they just got Smart. exposed to the kryptonite of some color, of some shade, and then they develop powers. What kind of powers? I know this is stupid, but I'm not quite intrigued at the stupidity that these people are pursuing. And it's not even... You know what makes it worse, Kex? This guy is one of their close circles, these guys. And you know when he kissed the girl in the first episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he no, had that no, his no. hip vision activated? Yes. The guy got hurt. Okay, okay. In that explosion. Yeah. Now, what I don't understand is, in that explosion, was there some kryptonite on the ground then? Because then he started getting powers. So it was like, so for, for part of the plot of the show was that um, the kid thought somehow his heat vision gave that guy the powers for, for some stupid reason. Uh, so that was the first, oh, it was my fault, he got power. And he, he got vibrating, would you say it's vibrating powers, vibrations? It wasn't. Just, yeah, it was, it was more like Cisco from The Flash. It was vibrating really fast, yeah. So, I'm not really excited going okay. forward. Okay, so so this is really terrible. Um, what 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 are you guys what are you guys gonna give this? I'm I'm almost um, ah, oh, I'm almost scared to ask. For me, it's a two point five. This one. It's actually. I'm, true gonna, be, for me. I'm gonna be honest with you. That what two point five sounds generous. Yes, I no, but the show, the rest of the episode, the rest of the episode was actually very good. Like the plot, the grounded plot, and everything. They're still moving forward with that, and they were doing it really well. Yeah. It's just that the superhero part was very poorly done. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's not absolute toilet, okay. uh, so I can't say it's a two. It's a two point five, but compared to what they've done before, it's a bit of a letdown. This this episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks, guys. I mean, that's 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 some really um, <laughs> that's a really demoralizing news. Um, I, I we we kind of knew this was going to go downhill, but we didn't know how quickly it was going to happen. Oh man, so yeah. it's going to go downhill. Oh no, yeah, well, 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 yeah you, uh, it's a good thing that you missed this one. It's, it's um, but you watch it and you let us know what you think next week. We do four and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I will. I definitely will.
but uh yeah um okay no worries let's not talk too much i don't i don't want to give myself expectations so superhero tv movie news there is oh okay so i i think two episodes back we spoke about a comic called berserker Mm-hmm. Written by the one and only yes. Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves, and and we Red said didn't oh, join. Red didn't join for that one, but Red loves that comic book. And we I, didn't said, uh, I know that I know the comic, but I didn't join. And oh. remember what was our prediction about that series? About we it, said it. that they were going to, do, and we said it was going to be Netflix. Yes, <laughs> that so, was a movie. So, about <laughs> for everybody listening out there in podcast land, we've had a first prophecy come true. Netflix listens, guys. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, also, they must be listening to our podcast. Yeah, so they've just announced, I think it was, uh, we're also the news today that's been picked up by Netflix and they're going to have a live action series. It, it was, it was so funny. The comic was almost written for this purpose in my mind. Uh, and I and I, and yep. I read as well that it was going to be Keanu that's going to be starring in it. But I, but I, but I, I, I don't know if Keanu can, can, can get that body. That the uh, that oh, has. Has it ever oh, it's can. an anime, I think. No, no, it's two. It's um, there's a live action and there's an anime. They're doing both. Oh, okay. They're going well, live. They're going anime and they're going live action as well. Has Ken ever done anything like <coughs> has he ever done that before in his career? Where's anything that physically demanding? Like that way, put on weight and you know try to look a different. Um, I have not seen him do that. Okay, okay. I but I don't him. expect him to put on weight since the character is basically Keanu. Remember, the character is like uber, like really, really hench. Yeah, he's buffer. He's, he's much buffer than... Yeah. Than, he's, got, than, he's got Keanu's face, but he hasn't got, got Keanu's body. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if I don't know if Keanu's going to be that character, or maybe they will tweak it or something, or maybe he's just going to be a side character in, in the thing. But yeah, Berserker is coming to Netflix. Uh, Netflix uh, announced it today, both in live action and anime. So I think they're going to do an anime series and uh live action do we, do we have a timeline uh i don't think they confirmed uh when they'll be doing it but the the news came out today and i don't think keanu is doing anything right now because he's just done he's done with um matrix four and five, four and five. what is he shooting that and yeah okay yeah, in post-production. Did, did you just say did you just say four and five or you said four, four and five. five four is coming out this year five wow. is coming out next year yeah, and to, well, I'm just looking at the sales figure for the comic, and it's already the highest selling comic of in almost thirty years. For boom, six hundred. Like the according to the news, the inaugural comic has sold over six hundred and fifteen thousand, uh, so uh, making it the highest selling debut in 30, almost thirty years. <laughs> so I don't think uh, any uh, issue one has sold up to that amount, and that's wow. Oh, yeah, so uh, oh, issue one, not just of general, not issues general, just issue one. You just issue one. Yeah, so okay. I agree today that that, that tracks because remember back in two, I think it was mid two thousand or was it late nineties when we had those X Men one that was selling one million mm-hmm. and nobody nobody yeah. those heights again. So six hundred thousand would sound like something that's properly maybe last twenty five years. Nobody's can't even come close to that. Yeah, because we had some those images that we the image comic books that we had that issue were one, uh, they shipped a lot of copies, but. Yeah. So apparently, this has actually even smashed that. Interesting, six hundred and fifteen thousand. Yeah. Well, well done, Keanu. You know, I mean, if you can give us something good, that'll be great. Um, watch this space. I will continue to let you guys know how it develops or how it unfolds. Indeed, indeed. 
Comic books now? Yeah, it's comic books. Let's let's get okay. come back home. Okay, let's do it. And actually, let's start off with Superman Red and Blue. And actually, so because it's not the order on my list here, but I think that's the one that everybody's read. Let's do Superman Red and Blue. Let's yeah. do Superman, Superman Red and Blue. Blue. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Thoughts, guys. Um. So this was what this was. First off, the the coloring in this for anyone who didn't get to read it. For the entirety of the comic book, it's in black and white, except for the colors red uh, and blue. So it's it's red, it's black and white, and then red. Oh. And it's a really, really the, nice time. The, 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 the pull the Sin City. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they pulled the Sin City. And um, it's it's multiple stories. I think it's about three stories. Tunde, correct me. Two, three. What? How many stories is it? How many how many tales are in it in, in uh, red and blue? I think there are four. Four. Um, I can come it clearly. Yeah, because oh, there, there was the first one. I think was, in my opinion, the most important one. The John Ridley. Um, yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. basically that one. Then yeah. after that, um, there's another one that is um, that I thought was really weird, which is about um, him being saved by this Somali boy. Then um, oh, I like that. I like that one yeah. too. Oh, then yeah, there's, like then there's a black and white one, which is about him bringing color back to the world, which was also kind of weird. I like that one too. <laughs> um, and then finally, there was one which was sort of in the style of old um, sort of British comic books uh, with children oh, okay, making so- um, jo- um, practical jokes and so on. Children. There are actually five I- comics, actually. Wale, you missed one. There was the okay. one about the... The guy who Superman didn't save, he was talking to him at the burial ceremony. Oh, something. yeah, there was also that one. There were yeah. five. So there yeah. were five. Exactly. So there was okay. one about um, the, the one that, uh, yeah, um, the one about personal responsibility or something. Um, although, no, no, that wasn't a different comic. That was the same as the first one, if I remember correctly. No, it's different. The first one was. No, it's a different one. Okay. The only one that he went to interview a child. He went to interview that guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, so it just kind of ended there. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, it's a collection of five um, separate Superman stories. Uh, and yeah, like I said, like the coloring is mostly black and white, except for sprinklings, or with, except for blue and red. And I'll, I'll just talk about the first one because that's the one I, I read them all, but that first one in particular, I really particularly enjoyed where Superman, well, well where Clark Kent... We open with Wait, before before you continue, cakes. Yeah. How do you like the fact that not only do we get a new feat where Superman can push an entire planet back into orbit in canon? That was that was and that's that the been... only thing that can make him break his sweat. That was <laughs> <laughs> and no, I just I just I saw it and I was like, I don't want to think about this too much because in my head I was like, I was gonna push a planet. I was like, you know, oh, what? yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, basically, we've gone back to the Donna, we've gone back to the Donna era and to the uh, to to the Silver <laughs> Age. But Superman <laughs> is in canon pushing planets through space yes. now. This book is not <laughs> canon. Wally, this is not canon. This book oh, is not come canon. Come on, today where we're in a post uh, Black Death Metal world, everything's canon. <laughs> and <laughs> apart from that, you know, not only do we get an awesome Superman feat in this book. But because it's a DC book, we also managed to get 
an awesome feat from the guy who must always have feats. I mean, not only does Superman lose his powers completely because random people figure out a way to just kind of put kryptonite all over the place. (laughs) I I thought that was so cool. I mean, there's so many people who can shout about Superman being unbeatable all days, but DC just kind of showed that, yeah, this is what can be done. And Lex is stupid for not having done this. (laughs) But he gets saved by none other than... I don't need to say it. It's not a fit for him. It's it's not a fit for Batman. It took eight months to get to him. Batman. Yeah. Batman has to has to show up in a Superman book when they give his old feats back. So this book. (laughs) So this book, is it a one-off? No, it's not. (sighs) It's not. It's not a one-off. They're continuing the series but with different writers. Okay, so continue, just for stories, yeah. okay. okay. How, how are yeah. they going to do that, though? Because this is a gimmick, and I was tired of it by the time I got to the end. I only really enjoyed the first book, uh, the first story. The second one with the woman and the the overdose and everything, I, I, I like ugh. the Somali one. I actually didn't really like him. Yeah, it's in the USA. I'm saying that they're already doing the same thing with black and white for Batman. That's the comic written just black and white for Batman with different yeah. writers coming to tell and different also, stories. And, 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 and so Marvel's so, doing it as well with, with Wolverine, black and white. Uh red, black, and blood. Um oh, sorry. Uh, black yes. Wolverine has one. That one is very good. Yeah, it's very good too. Yeah. I mean, don't worry, I enjoyed at least four of, four of the five stories. And I thought, oh, okay, good. And because it's short, it's short it, it, it's kind of reminds me of the back in when I was growing up and I was first getting sci-fi. And I used to read all those short stories, and you know, mm-hmm. it was like a quick short story. And I think this yeah. reminds me of that a lot. You know, quick short yeah. Superman story, not drag, not each one is not you know dragged out too long. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I was on board. I enjoyed it. I, I, like I, I, I quite liked it as well. Yeah, yeah the, particularly the John Ridley one. I thought it ended a little abruptly, but I like the fact that Clark Kent can be afraid. Of you know, and and that's the thing. Fear is such an irrational thing. Like you can, you can know that you can, you know, you can you can break something. But if you go back to a place, it's it's almost like um, you know someone who was tortured or or or, or yeah, tortured as a child, you know, in, in their childhood home or something, and they leave and they go far away, and you know they become like MMA fighters or something. But the day that they're going back to their home, they find themselves breaking out into a cold sweat because of the trauma that they had experienced there. And that was what was happening to Clark in this one. And, you know, he just wanted to go back to that place that he had suffered, you know, uh, he was, you know, he had been attacked with kryptonite and he was, you know, put in a kind of a Siberian camp, uh, torture camp and tortured by, you know, just a regular human colonel um, for, for, from uh, from the, uh, I don't know, from the army there, from, you know, from the Revolutionary Army or whatever. And he'd been tortured there. And he was, in, in this particular episode, he was going back as Clark Kent to go interview the guy who was who had now gone legit uh, as a businessman. So it was, I, I, I quite liked the book. I, I liked the second one as well, which was the one with the uh, Somali kid. So uh, again, this is another point of view from Clark Kent, where uh, he's meeting someone who had rescued, who had saved him as Superman, when he was in a Superman guise and the person lost his arm, but the person saved his life. And it was a Somali um, child then or teenager then who had grown up now and, you know, was a photographer. So it was, I just, I like, I like Superman human interest stories. 
so to speak, like not the typical Superman punching something or lifting something very heavy. Or I just I thought I thought it had some I thought it had heart, which is to me what Superman is about. Um, and that, that's today. What did you think? Yes, I absolutely loved almost. I loved all the stories that we told, every single one, because it spotlights a different part of his character hmm. and what makes him Superman. The first story, one of the my favorite bits of Superman is that he doesn't. He always considers the ramification of his actions, so he doesn't like. This guy is evil. Mm-hmm. He doesn't still go ahead and kill him. It, and I like that he didn't get absolution from his from his from his interview with the guy. He yeah. came here looking for closure, and that guy refused to give him the closure. So it's actually very human that yeah. yes, yeah. you overcome something very traumatic, and yes, you are not you are not necessarily going to get closure from the person who caused it. That one is not going to come out suddenly come and say, "Oh, I'm very sorry. Please I'm forgive sorry, me." Yeah. He's just going to leave his. Or, and he's not going to be suffering. He's not going to live his life on. He would have moved on from it and just continue living his best life. So I like that bit about it. Yeah. Then the other stories too, like you mentioned, you said about the boy that saved Superman. Yeah. Then the question about color, the one about where like the yeah. color. <laughs> that someone I like that a lot. Too. Yeah. Over and, and stole the color. It shows why it shows why Superman as a whole doesn't like introduce all these technologies, all these wonders to the world and or try to uplift humanity to the newest age. He has to t- be considered. He has to take proper consideration of his actions and everything. Yeah. Okay, why am I doing this? Why should I do this? It takes. It thinks these things through before making them. Then I think the final story was my favorite. It was just about little kids, and I was just smiling throughout. Where? Oh, when yes. he was a child, child class. When he was a child. I yeah, like and he was he was feeling lonely. Got accepted, and was so scared of the acceptance. He didn't want to extend that same thing to someone nobody liked but when you reach that ah, i mean yes yes it's a story it's a story for kids to really enjoy and it's I very like heartwarming it's very yeah. Heartwarming. yeah it's 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 something you could actually read to a child just to make them brave i just be like look step out your comfort zone and if you see someone who other people aren't playing with don't be afraid to reach out to help you know a, a friendly hand and sit with that person i like that story quite deep now that i think about yeah. it it was very good yeah very, very good and definitely not a snyder type superman <laughs> unless it's unless it's Charles Clark, it that wasn't that wasn't was supposed to be playing. Let's <laughs> go. Oh. Four out of five for me. Four star. Four stars out of five for me. Okay. Um, I'm I'm going I'm I'm mm, I'm going three point five for me. Sunday four point five for me. Four point five. Okay. Because I can't give the same score as kicks, so four point five. <laughs> um, Wally, I don't think I got to talk about the the book. No, really. oh, no sorry. Yeah, Wally. but uh, all the same. Um, uh, I'll just I'll just give a brief rundown on it. I I didn't like any of the stories except the first one, um, and. Um, I'm glad someone pointed out to me that the second story, the one about the guy whose mother um, overdosed, uh, is, a, is a separate story from the first one, the one about uh, the, um, the Russian country. Yeah. So I can kind of treat each of the stories as a separate one and just give them a yay and a nay. Um, so the first one, the one about the Russian country, I like that one very much. It was pretty cool. Um, I, I like the fact that Superman was fantasizing about zapping the guy with eye beams. It's like, yeah, this is what he has to deal with every day. Um, I like the fact that it simultaneously hyped him up 
by making him push planets and sort of brought him down as well by making it quite clear that, yes, the fact that he's weak to kryptonite is a very important thing to the Superman story because it lets you tell stories like this where Superman actually comes very close to death and can suffer like a real person and then can have memory of that and feel real fear despite his powers and can be constantly aware of the fact that at any time he can lose his powers due to kryptonite and die, right? That that makes Superman a very, very, there's all, there are all these exaggerations about Superman's powers. We've seen all that rubbish about Superman being stronger than Goku or whatever. The bottom line is that any idiot can kill Superman with a kryptonite knife. That is the truth. And it's really good to see them putting that into action. So I'd give that a full star. Uh, the second one on the heroine, it just, it was an attempt to tell a sort of human story and it didn't really hit the mark for yeah, me. Like yeah, people were people were talking like writers. The woman was talking to her son. I was narrating her life and talking about her, her employer, not, not putting his hands on her and all that stuff. It didn't make, it didn't work to me. Um, and I just, uh, I'd give that one a 0.5 stars because it, it looked good at least. Um, the one about the Somali boy just read, felt off from start to finish. I'll give that zero stars. Uh, the black and white one I thought was a complete waste of my time. Um, I, it was just complete rubbish. It was really stupid that it, it just made zero sense. And it took colors out of the world and you're sitting around having all these stupid back and forth as to whether or not to bring the, the colors back. And then at the end of the day, you don't even bring the colors. But it was just dumb. So that's a zero stars from me. Um, and then the other two were just, the other one was just like, what is this? So for me, it's one and a half stars out of five. Okay. Wait, okay. read this one? Right. I don't read it, no. I didn't read any comics last week. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, Red. so we did... Red, Red. Is, is Thor not a comic? Is it a Bible? <laughs> <laughs> I don't read really... it. Oh, you didn't read Thor? Oh, you didn't read it. I'm so no. sure you would have read it. That right. was... so oh, guess you know if I read it, I'll be... Yeah. We're going to speak about Thor next then. Right. Yeah. So who has, who has read this? So, so I read it, but I haven't read the ones leading up to it. So I'll just kind of leave you guys to talk about it. Okay. Chime in from, yeah, there's some things that happen in it that I was like, I don't know what's going on. Kex, did you read it? No, I said that, but did you read, you didn't read Superman. I did, did I? It did. It's a 3.5. It did. Yeah, 5. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry. No, I that's all right. 3.5. Yeah, I read. What, what, what did you ask? Which one did I read? Which one? Four. I did. Four. Okay, good. I did. I did. Right, well... <laughs> I'm just going to go on this one. I mean, well, you know me, I'm very biased anyway towards this, to this comic book being my yeah. favorite character. Yeah. I, I, I just love Odin. Odin, he's, just, he's, he's such an ass. You know, there, there, there's no way to describe him as an ass, but he's a powerful ass. <laughs> I, 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 he was actually my favorite thing in this book as well. And, and it was just his look. I like his new look a lot. The biker look. The biker look with, yeah, the, with, the, with the shorter hair and the full beard. And the uh, and 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 I like the way his eye patch looks. And I, I think Donny Cates did another good one with this one. Actually, I really like the story. Um, shame it's about to be concluded next week because uh, I think it's number five of six. Um, it's five. It's five of six, right? Six, yeah, exactly. Um, and we had uh, and we had our favorite uh, um, 
our guy come back, uh, uh, Simon Walterson. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, 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 frog. <laughs> well, yeah, so we asked you to come back again today. Um, uh, okay, right. So, so that was you want to do you want to lead us into this one and how it it, it opens with um, with Valkyrie. Valkyrie, I think I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to avoid this. Um, this okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, <laughs> cover your ears. See what he has. <laughs> So basically, I'll just ask you a question, Dagbo. Dagbo. Oh, yes, go ahead. Do you think that Thor is getting sidelined? Because this comic was just like all about Odin. I mean, I'm reading it and Odin is just so badass. And then he's like, I've given it all to Thor. And they're like, but Thor is being a little shit. And then he's like, <clears throat> uh, okay, I forget everything I said. Um, I'm going back to set things straight. Do you think that it's making Thor look right? So I, 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 you clearly didn't read it before. It was Thor wasn't the little shit. It was Donald Blake. Oh no, no, no! Donald Blake was the one doing all the evil stuff. But yeah. they were like, uh, he was like, I've given all my power to Thor. Thor will sort it out. Yeah. And then she was like, but Thor is not sorting it out. You know? Actually, to be honest, but, yeah. But to be yeah. honest, I, I kind of see what Wiley is saying. To me, my opinion, Thor has been a little shit since he's taken the Odin force. He has been, I <laughs> not liked his leadership style. He's right. been very, very, very dogmatic in, in even his approach to, to Ray and the way he, he treated Ray and Sif. I think he's been, you know, during that whole Galactus thing, I think he's been very. Right. So let's talk about oh, Thor has never, ever been a good king. <laughs> the only time you see a good king tour is when they show the far, when like obviously when he's like uh, in another ten thousand years when he kind of matures. But by then everybody's dead because he's allowed Gore to kill everybody else and it's just like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, you be bad too when there's nobody to rule. Yeah, so that's my whole point. Tor's never been a good king. Uh, he's never been a good king. Yeah. He's 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 the adventurer. He's he's the yeah, guy exactly. who goes to soldier. I like that one. I the, like that. The crown has never sat. Comfortably on his head, and so that that, that that's not that's not. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Odin himself, who is a good leader, yep. is not really a good leader. You, you can look at it both ways. He he, he he he. Sure, sure, you're right. You're you know, right. But right. He, he's kingly. Odin's more kingly, and he he will serve his realm yep. more than first, first before anybody else. Yep. Thor's always been conflicted. Uh, oh, oh, I want to go and have sex with Jane. I want to. <laughs> I, want, I, want to put, I want to protect Midgard. I don't want to hurt you. I, I do want to hurt you. Thor's yeah. always been like that. So, this king thing, I don't. I've never expected it to last long. If yeah. I'm being honest, yeah. You know, he, he's always had spells as king, and in the end, Odin will always come back. And so, uh, and because and in this issue, because we, we know he's trapped anyway. So I knew this issue was going to be purely about Odin. Uh, what what I did expect actually was Doctor Strange to also come to the rescue, uh, as well, yeah. you know. And yeah, because the last time we saw him, I think he, I think he was thrown out of a window out of the Sandung Sanctorium or something yeah, like. I think it was, he had his ass handed to him. But yeah, so Valkyrie finds uh, Odin in a bar. She recruits him. He's super weak because he's obviously he's given his Odin force to, yeah. to to Thor and um and so Doctor Strange goes and gets uh, what did he go to hell or where did he go to get those um to get the Asgardians? I thought, I thought it was called the blood dimension, some weird hell. Okay, the blood dimension. Okay, okay. So he goes there to get Loki to to get Loki, Sif, Better Ray, and the other Asgardians to go fight with um 
uh, to go fight with Donald Blake at the World Tree, uh, and they we're still talking about it, right? Yeah. So, um, so uh, 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 the uh, the epic conclusion, well, not epic conclusion anyway, but the uh, conclusion of this comic book anyway, sees um, you know the the forces of Throg, uh, uh, Valkyrie, Doctor Strange, Loki, Betteray. Uh, um, you know, all of them arrive, and Odin, all of them arrive to to fight uh, um, Donald Blake, and Donald Blake has been chopping at the tree, the world tree, yeah. and the blood has been bleeding, right yeah. into yeah. that. Yeah. That yeah has been bleeding into the. Uh, uh, um, the, virtual the, other rib, the virtual rib underneath Yudusko, where Thor's been trapped. Right, exactly. So that and that's been feeding him and making him even more powerful. Um, so he attacks even from there. And then finally, you know, his ravens find him. Uh, uh, well, he, he doesn't attack. He almost says, he, he says a beacon. He, he, he uses all his power, which manages to catch the attention of the, the, the ravens. I think I think he struck. I think he struck Blake with lightning. Did did he get struck? He struck. Okay, I'll check that. He struck Blake with lightning as well. So he did. He sent that. He sent the thunder, and then he sent the lightning as well. So he, you know, he didn't found him. But because his body, is, he can't leave that realm. Yeah. But they could move his. They could transfer his soul, so his consciousness. And he said, "Okay, this is where I, I want you to take my consciousness and put it in something." <laughs> That's going to go out and fight this guy. <laughs> and of course, the, uh... <laughs> in, in, in the the destroyer armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, the destroyer is going to go up against with Thor's soul in it. It's going to go up against uh, Donald Blake. So, today, what did you think about this one? Did you? What did you? Did you? Did you hate it? I just felt bad for Donald Blake. Like, I, I, I just felt I bad for the guy. You thought you'd be Donald Blake, Team Donald? I felt a little sorry. Like, I a little sorry for like the guy. There was a part where he's talking to what's his name, Odin. And he goes, yeah, you owe me a life. And Odin goes, yeah, yeah, no, all life ends. So that's what I owe you. And that's what I'm going to you. And I'm like... <laughs> I owe you a good death. But no. Yeah, like... Yeah. Odin's reply was so callous. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Donald has been a little shit. He has been reacting. Yeah. Yes, overreacting to what happened to him. And he's, he's rightfully vexed about what they've done right. to him. But still... Right. But still, the way they are still treating him, it just makes I, you feel bad I, for the I agree with you today. I agree with you because essentially he's a mad, a person that's gone mad. Yeah, he's a madman. Yeah, is that yeah, you know, it's 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 due to them, or, or well, due yeah, to okay. Odin. Due to Odin. No, no, it's due to um, world serpent. Yeah, world serpent. No, but he's he's there. He he's been created. Yes, as an, as an avatar, so to speak, by yes. Odin. Yes. So Odin at least owes him a good life, and he gave him one. He gave him paradise. Okay, okay, okay. That's not. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, That's know. not paradise. I, That's I, 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 right. So this is exactly the God of Eden. He was in the God of Eden. He, he knew no better. Until the word serpent, i.e., the serpent, went and poisoned him. It's literally. It's, I understand. I understand, but I I I understand what you're saying. I I do feel I do feel Odin has a a a, a it's not burden. What's that thing? It's something of something. Responsibility. Yes, yeah, responsibility. Care. Yeah, a burden of care to Donald Blake. And I hope they don't eradicate Donald Blake at the conclusion of this, or 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 just send him somewhere. I I I, I want him to stay in Midgard. I I just I, don't know how. I, it's going. I, I, I want I want to eradicate it, and okay. not 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 for. Because of what he's done and what's happened, I've always had an mm-hmm. issue with the concept of him being a separate identity. 
Mm-hmm. I always question, what are you? Mm-hmm. Do you have a soul? Mm-hmm. Are you, for, you know, I, I've always, and it, 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 this, is, this is more a, a me thing. When, and it, it also applies to things like Wonders Kids. In a way, you make things, I always, it always, it never sits right with me. And I'm always constantly questioning, what are you? Yeah. You know, it's like me, I go to my computer and I look on an avatar. Yeah. And then I jump and starts walking around. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, but so, yeah. I, I get you, yeah. but clearly in this case, Donald has, as an avatar, has gained sentience, right? It's like vision. Exactly, I was, going, I was going to mention that. I mean, yeah, he's a synthesoid. Questions of, of, he was an of AI in, comics. In, a, in a virtual system who was designed as a butler, more or less, for Tony Stark, and then was put in a body by by Ultron. Ultron. You know, and now you know he has a soul and he has sentience, and treat him as such. You don't still tell yeah. him to go and make tea for you. Yeah, exactly. I, I I like that. I like those questions when they're asked in in fiction because it makes you think about okay, where do you where do you blur, where do you blur the line? I mean, how do you? Where is your proof that the person you're talking to, quote unquote, yeah, has exactly. a soul? Yeah. You know, I mean, how do you know that other human beings have a soul? Um, if yeah. something else talks to you and is just like a human being, do you say it doesn't have a soul because it's not a human being? You know, what is a soul? Can you even prove that it exists? You know, at what point can you maltreat someone or something and say that it's or his or her suffering is not important? Yeah. You know, um, when you realize that dogs feel f- fear, shame, pain, yeah. Yeah. you know, at what point does is animal cruelty as bad as cruelty to human beings? And that's my issue with, with Hodor. To me... I say, how do I know he's just not a, a program, a, you know, a corrupted program? Yeah, because I mean, even if he is a corrupted program, if he's a corrupted program that has the capacity for sentience, yeah, but we don't. Then... Say, and it's my problem. How, how do I? How do we know? How, how do you measure the sentience? And I, I, it, the same thing goes for vision as well, and all of them. You know. Okay. Well, he issues. thinks that he doesn't want to die. Right, he believes that. Right, um, he thinks that he's suffering. Right, so I can program know? somebody to believe that you don't want to die. Again, again, that's not a proof of sentience. That because you say those words, I can program even my computer somebody to say that. Does that mean? Yeah, that- but in that case, your your your, if that computer can't say it in such a way that is completely indistinguishable from something that you would consider to be sentient. Yeah. then who are you to say it's not? So, that's, for instance, if well, you write a program that okay. says, okay, when I, I, I press enter, and, and, and say I am sentient. You, you, you just come back to my point now. Because I don't know whether you're sentient or not. That's why I've always had an issue. You could be sentient, and you, you might not be sentient. You might just be a rogue program. And that's why I've yeah. always had an issue, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's it goes, cool. it goes for a lot of these characters. Okay. Uh, all, all it, of- it's one. It's one of those places where I think Star Wars has uh, some stuff it has not. It has not explored. Wars or Trek with uh, Star Wars with droids. I think Trek has definitely looked into. Yeah, this. that's why I was. Uh, def- yeah. Trek has Trek has done it to death, but Star Wars just treats the droids in a weird sort of way. Where in the older ones, they almost treat them as if they're slaves. Everybody knows they're sentient, but it's okay to maltreat them because they're slaves, and that's kind of weird. And in the new ones, they're used for this bizarre yeah. social commentary. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a place they could really explore. And yeah, yeah, I feel I feel I feel you. 
that, but I feel where you're coming from. Right, okay. So I'm going to read this one. Let's score this one. Sorry? Uh, I'll just I'll give it a three because um, it was okay to me, but uh, it didn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. Art was good. I just kind of read it and I thought the star of this book is Odin. Thor is kind of lame, and I'm I don't I don't kind of like Thor to be lame in a Thor book, but the Thor fan doesn't think Thor is lame. Yep, I give it a three. Okay, um, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Tunde three also for me. Okay. I didn't bring. I didn't bring my hype machine. I didn't bring my hype machine this time around. Hold up! Hyped all, all you guys into four. And next time, don't worry. Now, lastly, we've got this comic called Justice League Fifty Nine. Yeah. Before oh, we God. talk about whether the comic is good or bad, yeah. How do you guys like the coloring style in uh, Justice League? I like comic. I don't mind it. I don't mind I, it. I really like I it. Liked I just, it. Don't turns out that it's the it's the style that I like the best. This very pastel style with yes. all these colors yes. that look like they're candy, like you could eat them. It's yes. so nice. Yes. yes. <laughs> Wonder, Wonder Woman has done it a, a, a few times. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I love the I love the coloring on this book. It's beautiful. Yeah. So today, what do you think about this book? <laughs> This this is Bendis. Well, for me, it's a step up from yeah, Slider Brian from last Bendis, year. The Brian Michael Bendis book. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it's Bendis. Bendis, it's a Bendis book. No Bendis, wonder. Yeah. I was wondering what Naomi was doing in there. So it's pure. It's just Bendis being Bendis. I mean, it introduces Black Adam. Thankfully, they're not calling him Shazadam here. <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. But you know what, today? Like, you know what? This is yeah? not Black Adam. It's Black Adam, but it's not him. This is a heroic Black Adam. He looks younger. He looks like a good guy. They all look younger here. Even yeah. Superman looks younger. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you, Wally. Wally yeah, I'm, this isn't I'm, Black Adam. It has to be someone else. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait no, what wait. I mean is, I'm talking about in essence. Of course, we know it's Black Adam. But what I'm saying is, this is not the Black Adam character. You know, this it is, is it is. is. It's, I mean, this is not the Black Adam personality that we're used to. Yes, that's Bendis. In Kandak, this is how Black Adam acts towards his citizens. I don't agree. No. Oh, no. I'll show you comics. Go read just I, I, okay. I don't agree. Let me, don't agree, let, let me continue about let, let on Black Adam. Yeah. Continue. So the art, the way the art is drawn, they all look younger. Even Superman looks younger. And they're all joking around. For Black Adam, yes, the, this is the way he acts towards his citizens. But this is not the way he acts towards... This is, the, this is not the yeah. way he acts towards villains. He's not always... He's not just questioning. The way he talks to the villain, like, oh, what are you doing? I'll beat you, blah, blah, blah. And he gets spawned. The way he's talking, it just feels weird. Exactly. He, he feels I'm, like a... like He's like a superhero is what he is. He's like a foreign superhero. Um, he's talking to Superman. He's like, good, let's so, use the moment. So, um, let, let's beat him up. You know, it's like, this isn't Black Adam, you know? Yeah, it sounds like some so, 10 yeah, million. I'll just chalk that up to I'll chalk that up to Bendis being Bendis and just writing this character in a way that fits his own vision going forward. I don't necessarily like it, but oh well, we'll see how it goes. I'm not a fan of most of the yes, it's good. I'm going to continue reading this particular comic because obviously it's just a slick. But the way they are all talking to each other, I, I don't really care for it. The way the way they are all going, the little jokes that is there, it's in a way it reminds me of Josh Whedon Justice League. The quips are all. So, the villain is annoying. The main villain, I hate him. It wasn't, it just wasn't, like, oh yeah. So it um, was. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that quippy. But, but no, it's just okay. give, just, just it was. Quippy. That comment was going. Oh, 
Akuma was going, oh, oh, yeah, he sent, he sent us away. I mean, I, I agree with that, but what about sending Superman? I'm like, guy, please, you are not, Akuma is making jokes and everybody's making jokes at, do, even, do, you, do you remember the, the Wall of Sharks? Oh, come on, what was that? Oh, come on, like, I'm like, guys. Wall of Sharks, please. It didn't make sense. It lots of sense. You can write comedy, but no, not like this. This is Justice League. Like, please. No, I didn't. I didn't enjoy that so much. Basically. So, okay, I'm going to do my review on this. I, I did. I did not. I mean, as I saw Bendis, I was kind of biased straight away because <laughs> I know what Bendis is like. Yeah, I did like. I liked his Black Adam. I know people, you people saying did the Black Adam. I don't agree. I'm my, sorry. My best, my best version, and it's the longest run of any Black Adam mm-hmm. was GSA by Jeff Jones, mm-hmm. and oh, this tracks Jeff with Jones. that totally. Okay. The king of Kandak, who's good to Kandak, but can be, and he, he then he was a member of JSA. So mm. I remember Adam was a hero. He was a hero for many years before he kind of turned against. Before he became corrupt, he was a hero for many years. Yeah, but yeah, he was, he's he was, corrupt. He's yeah, corrupt. Yeah. No, see, it's not, it's not the, it's not the fact that Black Adam is being a hero that's the problem. It's the way he's talking. The way exactly. He's, 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 acting like a, he's, he's acting like a member of the Power Rangers. You know, he's acting like, like he's the Green Ranger or something and the rest of the Power Rangers came to his territory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm a good guy. I'm a hero, but stay out of my country. Right. And, you know, I only care about my country. It's not, it's not like oh, Black Adam, who is a despotic uh, lord. He's Doctor Doom, you know. Okay. He's not despotic. See, this is what I don't get. Black, that is Black Adam. He, he's not a Doctor Doom. In okay. Terms of how no, he, he, no. Yeah, go on. No, no, I was just going to say for the, for the interest of, of you, were, you were saying that, well, uh, just like pushing it along because yeah. Wale and I don't think this is in, in tune with, yes. you know, of, of Black <laughs> Don't yeah. get me wrong. I know, I know he's like a Doctor Doom to his people, but at the same time, this guy that I saw here is too compassionate. Yeah, uh, this isn't Black Adam. Adam, but but I, and I get you saying about JSA, okay. But let's. Yeah. What did you like think about the the comic book and, and stuff? No, the the, the comic. I thought there was too much. Dark, there's a shut, dark, there's a shutless human behind you. Oh uh, yeah, yes, it's it's, it's 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 my clone. So yes, um, <laughs> I, I, I I mean I just found Bendy sometimes, and I don't know why you would give. Based on what I know about Bendis and what everybody knows about Bendis, I don't know why you would give him. Well, I don't know why you gave him Superman in the first place, and and I don't know why you would give him Justice League. Oh, to me, the whole book. When I saw the Wall of Sharks, I, I just tuned out. That is that point. I thought this was no, this is nonsense. <laughs> it, you know, I know he's good. The strange thing is that new character. I'm yeah. actually going to like that character because when Bendis creates his own characters, yeah, I enjoy them. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. going to enjoy that character, and, I'm, and when Naomi comes in, yeah. I'm, not, I'm going to enjoy her. Yeah. Now I, I'm not a big fan of. I like Superman, but I'm not too thousand percent um, invested. So yeah. if Bendis messes him up, I'll just be I'll just be looking at and rolling my eyes. But I won't, it won't hurt me that much. Same with almost the whole of Justice League. None, none of them really. I mean, there's no John Stewart there, and there's no Guy Gardner, so I'm fine. Yeah. He, he can yeah. mess up. He can mess up them lot as long as he likes. Yeah. You know, so that's that's where I am with this book. Yeah, guys, I guess there's guys, no Wonder Woman either. So I guess I'm in the same boat as you. Did you guys notice when, like, all the uh, when the uh, Justice League arrived at Kandak, and everybody was there posing, and Batman was there with his cape, like, "Who are you? 
you know, I was like, this guy, they're going to brush you one day. <laughs> These oh. people that you're rolling with are not on your level. Respect then there was one particular. Then there was one particular line by old girl when I missed up and I said, oh, Batman, I need to get first now. Like, wait, but you're calling for reinforcement. You have the entire Justice League and it's Batman you're calling. Like, what's it going to do? So please. Well, Batman seemed to magically end up in his bat plane at some point. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I guess the bat plane is um, is remote control. Yeah, it's in nano one. Put it in. Yes, you know. He would. If if anything bad is to happen to Batman, the <laughs> bat plane got there before that bad thing happened. So you all have to understand that Batman manipulates the time space continuum. <laughs> And nothing he can never do. So stop, stop hating on Batman. Batman always wins because he's Batman. You know. Uh, well, okay. Um, uh, so unlike most of you guys here, I don't hate Bendis. Actually, um, I started off. Uh, Bendis was actually one of the guys who got me back into reading comics um, from so, Jessica so, Jones and Morales. That's very strong pedigree. Can, can I make it clear? I don't hate Bendis. I love him on some of his books. I don't love him on some books. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll read him on Jessica Jones all day long. I'll read him on Daredevil. Oh yeah, exactly. So Bendis, I mean, he's he's really Bendis, good. I mean, Bendis, he does have a yeah. Go on, Red. I said Bendis lost me at AVX. He hasn't gotten me back. Oh since. no no no! AVX <laughs> was not his finest hour. AVX was a travesty <laughs> of I am not I am of, yet of proportions. I think I stopped vocally defending Bendis every time people shot on him yeah. because of what he did to Black Panther and Storm. And, um, yeah, Storm. Star, right. In my um, mind, I, I, like, I, I like... I'm so traumatized. Exactly. In my mind, I like to think that the editors of Marvel sort of forced him to do it. But <laughs> I also know that Bendis yeah. is enough of a enough of a crazy man to have actually done it himself. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so this particular book, um, this Justice League book... Um, the, the Bendicisms in the way they spoke to each other, I thought were fine. I mean, it's the Justice League. The Justice League is um, the Justice League is a uh, is a lighthearted book, mm-hmm. and it's a team. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a superhero team book, and it's not I, like really I, hardcore, you know, where it's like they all have to be look, sounding so. I, did, I didn't mind it either. Have, exactly, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. It was um, the the bad guy. Having that weird sort of teenager style of talking is very, very weird. But when you get to the end, you can see why, and that's because Naomi's signature energy signature matches his, meaning that there is a story that Bendis is going to tell with these three characters that he has created, quote unquote, for himself. This horned character, Naomi, and the new Black Adam that he wanted to call Shazadam, but all of you decided that you didn't want him to call Shazadam again. Um, because you could see the whole thing where uh, Black Adam goes to meet her and wants mm-hmm. to talk to her yeah, because yeah. of this guy that has showed up. So there's definitely something else going there and it's something to do with Naomi. So it's going to come from that world, right? Because when you look at him, you're like, oh, this looks like some demon from hell. Yeah. So he should kind of, he should sound like Thor or something, yeah. right? But no, he sounds like a stupid teenager. It's probably just some dimension hopping kid. His speech, you his, know? Speech, his speech pattern threw me completely. Everything. Yeah, exactly. And it was supposed to right from the beginning because I mean, the first words he say are like, 
this doesn't match. It's like someone like that would say so, exactly, you know. So, and I think so. Yeah. That's that's why I sort of think that this Black Adam is not Black Adam. The way yeah, we know he's supposed to be called Shazadam, oh. and we know he's calling himself Shazadam because mm-hmm. he's trying to emulate Shazam, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But Shazadam is the stupidest name you can ever give a character. You, you keep on saying it. He, he never called him. Even the yeah, he never did in this book. Um, I'm he just saying. All oh, right. Anyway, let, let's let's not let's not go in that direction anyway because really I don't know what I don't know what to make of this Black Adam. So who knows? Maybe they'll improve it somewhere along the line. I I don't either. I don't. But I would say the thing I love the most about the book: the colors. Yeah, I I don't know what to make about this Black Adam either because honestly, I'm I'm struggling to reconcile this Black Adam with the tech Adam that I see normally and I know. He's he looks very boyish. He yeah. seems very uncertain about things. Like exactly. This is like it's almost like Doom almost being unsure of himself. I mean, uh, the black it's like Adam he's I know a kid is, trying to do good. I, 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 that's it feels like he's trying to do good. If you remember the we talked about maybe three episodes ago where we talked about the whole Shazadam thing, and I mean in the comic book. What comic yeah. book was that? Was that Justice League? Or Infinite, no, Infinite, Infinite Frontier. Infinite Frontier, yeah. right? Yeah. Infinite Frontier was... And I mentioned it then. I said, this guy looks different. He doesn't have the widow's peak. He doesn't have sharp ears. He seems slimmer. He just doesn't... But you guys said it's the art style. And I said, okay, it, it's entirely possible because even Superman looks quite young. It, with with this uh, with this art style, I think it was David, no no, um, Nick Klein or something, and the art style looks okay and, and it's nice. I like the coloring, but it doesn't feel like him. And then this Brutus interdimensional character comes in and he talks like a surfer, like a young. He talks like yeah, he talks like someone from this world and not from someone from another dimension. So like Wally says, I hope there's a way that we reconcile. Um, his where he's from, his character and Naomi, in such a way that it doesn't seem so, you know. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing he's just another teenager from her, her, her planet. From her place, okay. okay. So, remember, they were all superpowered in that planet. So, I, I, do you know? What? I can't. Do you know? What? I can't really remember the Naomi thing. I thought they all died or something, and they sent her here. Yeah, well, there was, uh, some oh, of them. Am I confusing it with um? What's that punching girl? Uh, punching dimensions. Uh, America Chavez. I don't know. I don't know. She got sent here, right? But she got yeah, sent here. Yeah, she got sent by her parents, yeah. Because all the other beings on the planet were kind of turned bad or something along those lines. So they said, and they've been, and, they, and I know the adults were tracking her. So maybe, mm-hmm. this, is, maybe this is a young bounty hunter. Who knows? Oh, that's true. Could yeah. be possible. But yeah, so what, what do we, to do, do you want to rate this one or shall, or Wally, do you want to start? I think Wally hasn't rated anything first today so well if you want to give this one a crack uh, yeah um i think i'll go with uh i think i'll tentatively go with a 3.5 okay. um, i thought it was fun um i didn't think it was outstanding mm-hmm. the colors really pop to me so this is one that i might if it keeps up and if it's the same art style throughout i'm looking at it for a trade paperback i'll probably buy it in print form when it comes out just because of how how pretty it looks mm-hmm. um and i want to see how it continues um it, it really does look like it's going to do some interesting new things with these characters that we haven't seen before. So 3.5. Cool. Cool. Thanks. It's true uh, for me. Wow. Physically. <laughs> I, was, I was expecting that. I was expecting that. Wow. I was not. I was not. That, what would you give this one? Uh, it's two and a half for me. 
Good off. Okay. Uh, Red, you. I don't. I don't. Get, I don't. Uh, yes. I think I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a three uh, for me. Um, I like the colors. I like the arts. I I think it might go somewhere. Okay. Um. So I'll give it a three based on where I expect it to go, or you know, what, what I expect it to do. Uh, I think that's what we've got for comics this week. Um, shall we dive into recommends? Uh, and I will kick off with recommends. Uh, I don't have uh, enough this. Oh, this Wait, we have questions. We have questions. For oh, thank you. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, we do have questions. Yeah, but do, do the recommends, and then we... Or, or do you want to end... How do you want to... Okay. Um, I can do recommends. Um, I have a recommend, and it's an image, number one. It's called uh, Ultra Mega One, number one. It's, um, it's kind of an Ultraman book, but it's a mega, mega violent uh, and, 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 uh, and a little scary Ultraman book. Um, I think it's about 64 pages or something, but it's really, really nice. I, I would recommend the book. Um, it's not the standard Japanese Ultraman, but uh, it's set in America where... Just read this book. It's nice. It's uh, it's this person who's chosen to defend the Earth against Kaiju. There's a lot of, um, yeah, Ultraman versus different Kaiju. So it's good. Uh, Ultra Mega image. I don't have an avoid this week. Um, a lot of the Marvel books didn't come out on time uh, last week. I don't have an avoid this week. If I had to pick one, gone to my neck. Uh, I would say um, Batman Second Son number four. Today, I don't care. That book is not going anywhere. It's, it's a dead thing. Um, <laughs> I knew you. I knew you say that. I knew you <laughs> said that. Once that I finish it's kind of rubbish. All right. You no, know, I like the book. I still like it. But my recommend is is going to be Catwoman. Um, Ram V starting a new run on this particular book, yeah. and it's very interesting. I'm loving the direction they're taking it. Like it ends with Catwoman rescuing was it Riddler from an assassin, and it's actually really well written. The way Catwoman like is written in the book, the, the characters around her, uh, yeah, it's a very good book. I recommend right. that. Like, yeah. So my, I'm not sure I have any avoid this week. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly hit any book. Okay, yeah, my avoid would be a book I just stopped reading halfway because I'm tired of King in Black, and that's what for. I'm tired of them still going on with the King in Black time. So I just dropped it that way through. I'll probably pick it up later on once they are done. I read everything that won't go. But right now, King in Black is just... I can't even be angry. I can't even vex. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Was there King in Black this week? Last week? Sword. Sword. Oh, sword. Sword. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I can't even vex because... Yeah, I struggle. To be to be honest, I struggle with that. I even struggle with X Force as well. I I just I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, Wale, do you want to give us your recommend and avoids if you have any? Right. So um, this week, someone reminded me of uh, something that I had almost forgotten from the Azarello run of Wonder Woman back in the New Fifty Two, which was this really grim um, revelation about the Amazons and. Uh, what they did with their male children and how they got those male children in the first place. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it, but it did get me to go back and read uh, one of my favorite trade paperbacks called Wonder Woman Blood. Um, This collects the first six episodes of Brian Azarello's run of Wonder Woman in the New 52. It's a very unique take 
on Wonder Woman and a very unique take on DC's um, uh, Greek pantheon. Um, I think uh, it's, and I think it's a really cool take, uh, one that DC seems to be going back to with Yara Floor. Uh, so definitely I would recommend Wonder Woman Blood. Um, if, if you can get your comics online, um, that would be the New 52 Wonder Woman Volume 4, issues 1 to 6. Uh, on the Avoid side, I had this, I was ready to go all guns blazing, but uh, it seems like you guys might have talked about it already, and it seems like you guys liked it, which I think is kind of weird. Um, because I think um, a lot of people online kind of have raised eyebrows about it as well. And that is Berserk with um, with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Berserk. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I saw that and I read it because of all the hype. And I thought, oh, my God, what is this? Right. And so it became my avoid. But I don't know if you guys like it so much. Maybe I should give it another read. To me, it just felt like a lame version. Well, you, of missed, you missed our podcast. Well, you obviously did yeah. not listen to our podcast. Okay. It, yeah, because we didn't like it. I see. Okay, so I, I'm not alone. So yeah, it was like a lame version of the old guard. Uh, it was just like bloodshot. It was almost like a Vin Diesel movie. It was just <laughs> unnecessary gore. It's like something from the '90s. It was like Wally, this is crap. Well, that is that is adverbatim what we said. Old guard, okay. bloodshots. Exactly. It, that's it. That's what it was. So it's like avoid. I'm just. Adding a rubber stamp to that, avoid that comic until maybe later it gets better. Yeah, we'll continue to read it and, and see what happens. Yeah, Red, do you have? Uh... No, 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 no recommends, no avoids. I didn't read anything this past week. Um, Dabo, well, I've got a, a recommend. I mean, this week was very low on comics for some very strange reason. Very, very low. So there's not a lot to even go to. There were only four, there were only four Marvel titles that dropped on time. Yeah, yeah, entirely. So my, my, I've got to recommend, and it's more of a recommend because I like what happened in the, well, I don't know if I like it, but it was what happened in the end of Shocking, and that's Captain Marvel 27. It's a good comic book. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I was surprised. Have you been, fo- have you been following that comic book? No, I just picked up that issue because okay. I saw go, the... It's good. It's good. Go find that and uh, okay, you know what? I'm going to say something on, on here about Kelly Thompson. I I really dumped hard on her when she first started writing comics because mm. I thought she was a certain type of writer. Well, she's really gotten good now, and I, I really enjoy a lot of her storylines. And I used to attack her for being just purely she just writes what I call SJW comics for SJW's sake. Uh, no uh, depth beyond that. But I've really been enjoying the comics for quite a while now, and she so I just put out there that yes, well done, Kelly. I'm I'm, I'm loving your books. She she's done she's done really well with uh, Captain Marvel. The she Captain Marvel just got back from an adventure that was about maybe six or seven issues. Long, yeah. And um, do, want- do you guys know uh, uh, Nemo's son? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So Nemo's. Oh yeah. Son. Yeah, so so he's, yeah. he's now and yeah, it's some pretty good stuff. Oh, yeah. oh, that's the one. Okay, I read that one. And yeah, oh yeah, and I I really want to see Bridget's Odin or uh, Bridget Torson or no Tor daughter come back somehow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like Bridget. that character. She's cool. She's cool. She's cool. Yeah, she is nice. So yeah, so that's my recommend. I got no, I got no avoids. No avoid. Okay, okay. It's, it was a, it was a quiet week. Okay, let's get to the questions. 
Yeah, so we have a few questions um, from our listeners. And... All right. Right, so I'm going to read out the first one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> God. So this is, this is going back so to... We the... got... So this is a question from Carl, who has always been ask, asking questions, lots. Now, his, okay. his question is, if the Snyder would cut, if Snyder would cut his four-hour epic, four epic down to two hours, would his, would his film be as good as this? So basically he's saying, could that cut we saw, could it could there be a, a Snyder version of that that's two hours long? Would it be as good as the four hours? Yes. I don't think so. I think it would be better. Okay. I think because the four hours has a lot of unnecessary parts to it. You can easily trim, you can easily cut away two hours without missing out the out of the story. Reduce the slow-mo, reduce the unnecessary sequences that happen in the mm-hmm. And you have a two-hour solid movie. So please, I know Red is waiting to wait on this, but it's going to be I'm better. Just, I'm, just smi- I'm just smiling. I'm not <laughs> I'll give my answer quickly. And then Red, you can go after this. In my, in, in my question, you can't cut it down to two hours. Would it be better? Would it be as good as what it was? That uh, is, yeah. Would it be as good? I don't, I don't think it was. I think the whole point of the Snyder Cut was the slowness, was the iconography, was the... So I, I, I think I, I think it would be lost. Do you mean better than the Snyder Cut or better than the Widen Cut? No, Would the two-hour two one be as good as the four-hour one we got? Same cut, same... No, 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 no. That was the oh, question. Okay, okay. That's the question, yeah. Oh, no, I was comparing to the Widow and Cut, no. No, 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 no. Snyder to Snyder. The two hours to yeah. Cut, yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else want to uh, ask? I think, yeah, go on. I, I think, I think no, because um, the whole story, the whole thing about that Snyder Cut is the whole backstory and the slow-mo. He wouldn't have been able to achieve the same perspective if he cut anything out of it. Okay. Wally? Yeah. yeah, so... I don't, so so we already have an example of what happens when Snyder tries to cut his movies down. Um, and that was Batman v Superman from Batman v Superman Ultimate. And in that case, the amount that he had to cut out was nowhere near the amount that he would have to cut out from this one. Um, and he did a horrible job, right? Um, so I'm not so sure Snyder, normally I would say Snyder would be the best person to cut his own movie down because he knows what each bit is important for. But at the same time, when I watched the movie, I didn't really feel as though the movie had so much that was not supposed to be there. I think the movie's plot is very simplistic and very bare bones, and it only really gets its gravitas from all the visual stuff that Snyder was doing. And a lot of that visual stuff involved slow-mo because he was he was basically trying to create a mood. Um, there's so much in there that was just visual, that was not spoken. Um, so it's not easy to, to decide what to cut. So if he had to cut two hours out of that movie, there's no way it would be any good. It would It would have to be garbage unless he added more stuff in there. Um, if he cuts it down, I think maybe if he takes it down to three and a half hours or maybe three hours, maybe it would work better. Maybe that would help some of the pacing. But if he had to cut it down to two hours, it's going to be garbage. Um, and I think anyone who's honest about it would say that what Whedon did, that to the extent to which he had to cut it down, uh, was actually pretty genius considering 
the crappy circumstances, the low budget that he had. No, um, you don't and, say that. Uh, no, and, no. Uh, so that. But what's the next um, question? And Wally, it's not. It's it's yeah. Wally. I am sitting in your lap, not even standing and, in your lap to agree with no, you. Right. You're on your own. But no, but I know. Yeah, but I and I know today. And honestly, okay, guys. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry that. But honestly, today I. I, I have to say this. I really, really respect you and, and your opinions. And I have to say it. And your ability to review stuff is top-notch. And I respect your with stance. All, with all, with all, with all, no, no, no. No, I'm, no, 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 no. Right, guys. I'm just saying that we, we, are both on this already. But we can both agree that it's, you know, it's fine. You know, it, yeah. It, okay. Right. I mean. yeah, right. not, not, not to shut anyone up at all. Okay. So next question. Before we go down a deep hole, no, we won't. On a scale of one to ten, oh god! Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how useless was Lewis' scenes? Ah, no, was that in? That's in. How useless were um, Lewis' scenes? Yeah, uh, talking about, talk about standard cut. So that means that the, wait, is it the higher the, the number, the more one useless? Being, one being terrible, ten being great. Gotcha. The, the, um, two, two and a half. Two and a half. Go around the house. Just give me the scores. How how useless would you think Lewis was? Uh, uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to extend the number line minus two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll give it. I'll give it a six six to a seven because we played the five, not only the plot. It was necessary to move the plot forward. So yes, six to uh, seven. Wally. Yeah, all this hating on Lewis. Why? I don't understand. It's yeah. a, that's it. They're being I know, I know, they, want, yeah. they want Superman to fall in love with them. That's the problem. They should go. They should get lost. They're not. They're not useless. So I'm not So so was a ten then for you? Ten means that they were maximum useless. Isn't that what no, ten? No, no, good, no, good. 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 Ten is maximum good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maximum good. Uh, I'll give it the score that I'd give the film, 7.5. It's okay. it's the same level that the rest of the okay. film is. Uh, for me, it's a 2. I gave it a 2.5. I read give it a <laughs> Right. Next question. From, so that question was, I don't know if I mentioned the name. That was that question of 1 to 10 was from Nana Zanda Bimi. Oh, Nana. Yeah. Shout out. So, ne- so the next question is from Charles Andrew. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Right. Okay. Please, please. I want, I want short answers. Don't get triggered by this question because it's yeah, too yeah. Sure. A short sure. answer. Okay. If Whedon was given the opportunity to helm a Justice League, a Justice League film from the scratch, bracket not pick up Zach's poop, would people still complain? Yes. 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 I don't no, know. No, it wouldn't be the same film. It would be a okay. completely different film. And uh, you know like what? It. Sorry. I, I just my answer no. to Wally is, and the only reason I'm changing my answer to Wally is because prior to this film, we just never done a bad film before. Exactly. So, may no, I, I'm, I'm saying, wait, 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 I'm saying yes. No, no, no. My yes is because about, it will be still so, be tonally so dis- yeah. Exactly today. Sorry? Say it again. will still be tonally dissonant. Exactly. Nope. To, it will be tonally dissonant. Don't say that. The question is, would people still complain? Yes. yes, because Snyder yes. is still going to make it light. Wonder Woman yes. and Aquaman were totally yes. dissonant. From they are not part the, of the rest of trilogy. The they are not part it's of. Okay. No, that's fine. Okay, everybody give their view. That's fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. This would also not be part of that trilogy. They would cut it off, and people would would rejoice. 
is what would happen. Yeah, it, 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 because it, it, by it, then, Whedon was still yeah, the hero. Charles did say from the scratch. Exactly. Oh, from the scratch. Ignoring everything. They will come, they will complain. I still, I still say people complain. will complain. But okay. That one. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, right. Next question. Again from Charles Andrew. And I don't know. I, I'm not really clear what this question means. <laughs> also, what's the deal with Stephen Wolf's axe? Does anybody know what he means by this question? Uh, what's the deal with Steppenwolf's axe? Um, yeah. Maybe... Is it chanted? Is it powered? Is it, is it, is it, is it enhancing? Is it, is it because it was ineffective against Superman? Is that, is that, is that the question? That's, that's, that's the first thing my mind goes to. Um, and it had lightning or something? Yeah. Or something? I, I thought the axe was, in my view, Yeah. what you call demo. In Nigeria, we call it call demo. <laughs> it, it, looked, it was all sparkly, trying to spark. I don't, I don't think it really did much, personally. <laughs> I don't um, know what you guys think about it. It was a cool weapon, and I think, but the only people who used it against were Amazons, right? Yeah, right. He used it against. He he, he chopped them down, and and um, but every time he used it against Aquaman, he used he blocked it with his um, well, not his trident. His, but didn't it cut? Didn't it cut someone into two? One of the Amazons. Yeah, one of the Amazons. He cut yeah. into two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, at least one of them. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, Oh, okay, Tunde. Okay, um, yeah. I, 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 I wish I had a little more clarity about the question, but yeah, I, I thought it was a cool axe, but yeah, that's it, really. Right. Okay. Quickly, oh, we'll go, we'll quickly going through because we've got a few of these to go through. Oh, yeah. Now, next set, couple of questions from Mamode. Yeah. Question one: Do you guys feel that Zach made Justice League a little bit lighter than BVS and possibly Man of Steel story wise? Story-wise or humor-wise? Ali already answered this question. No, no, no. Story before, or humor? Before we started the podcast. Sorry, story or humor? He, story. he, put, he put story-wise. Um, story-wise, I don't think he made it lighter. Okay. Humor? Definitely. So Definitely. I... Sorry, go on, Wally. Yeah. I think he made it lighter. I do. Because if you watch this, if you watch the Snyder Cut, yeah. he's got jokes in there. He's got a nice happy ending. Yeah, not humor. You know, it, it, well, no, it's not really like super hum- humorous jokes, but a lot of things that people thought Whedon had put in, mm. turns out Snyder actually put them in, like Flash, um, talking to Batman, like, uh, yeah. what are your superpowers? I'm rich. Yeah. Um, and, and his awkwardness, and even mm. the whole scene where he saves Iris. He, yeah. he already was going in that direction. Okay. Um, and when, when the movie's over, mm-hmm. all of us, I mean, there was that fake leak that yeah. came out that really turned me against the Snyder Cut, where they talked about um, how um, Wonder Woman failed to save the hostages and they died and she was beating herself up about it. Mm. And Aquaman got um, oh, okay. alcoholic okay. and all that. Okay. It was all not there. It was all just happy days. So yes, yeah. I do think he made it um, a bit lighter than any of the other stuff he did, uh, which is why I don't like the fact that he had that dark filter on it because it was tonally dissonant, which is annoying. Because okay, I think I, I think I think I've come around to your to your side. I think I think you're right. I think he probably made it lighter. Uh, for me, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. compared to BVS, compared to Superman, mm-hmm. oh, so not Superman, Man of Steel. To mm-hmm. me, he did mm-hmm. personally. Um, Red, yeah, he did. Yeah, Tunde. Uh yes, he definitely did make it lighter. I remember when they first announced the the movie. 
mm-hmm. first viewing of the movie when he brought reporters in, yeah. and most of their reports were that yes, this is going to be a very lighter fare than mm-hmm. than the BVS that came before. That he has taken in critics' complaints into into recommendation, and he's going to work on that. Mm-hmm. So that was like the very first report before Josh Whedon came in to the movie. Yeah. Okay. So I totally agree. Okay. I stand corrected. Absolutely. Okay. Now <laughs> this is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Question and so, so again from Mamadi. Question two: mm-hmm. I I believe that the DC generally have a villain problem in terms of strength and or how tough they are. Take a look at Zod, who lost to a scientist and and a Superman in his first fight or set of fights or third fight <laughs> in his entire life. Ocean Master, businessman, Aries, even Enchantress. And now Stephen Wolf at that side, most of them lost or fell easily or were em- were embraced or I think it means embarrassed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you agree? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Can we all can we all have a moment? Dark side, dark side. After all the hype, he got beaten up within the first uh, hour of the movie and stretched. Carried away on the stretcher yeah, by yeah. parademons. It was so embarrassing. They even dumped him on the floor and he had this stupid look <laughs> on his face. Like, oh my God, that all beats me. You know, and then the biggest plot hole in the film. Why, why, why do they not know where Earth is? And there's this whole joke about Dark Side having been beaten so badly, he got amnesia. Is that a yes from you then, Wally? Uh, so, um, I would say yes, uh, uh, but not not. I, I would say yes in that they're not strong. The villains get beaten, but I personally don't see that as a problem. The MCU has also had villains that get their asses handed to head, to them all the time. Even their best villains before Thanos were um, Killmonger got his ass handed to him in his first movie. So the villains losing, I think, is good. I think it's good for young children watching these movies to see the heroes win. Uh, so that's just my way of looking at it. So no, I don't think it's a problem. Okay. Um, although I do think the villains get their asses beaten so embarrassing. You, you know what? I think because because of the because of the epic nature of some of the of the DC heroes, the beatdown, <laughs> <laughs> emphatic for the villain, you know, Steppenwolf. and. Oh. Uh, but do, do, is the quick my 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 quick answer is I I don't think necessarily that's that's the case because although although uh, um um Zod you know uh, um Jorel beat Zod and you know Zod got his neck snapped by by a farm boy I still I still rate him as a really good um, yeah. villain Bef- before still, he got beaten exactly mm-hmm. before he got beaten he was yep. unstoppable he was amazing yeah right? same with Steppenwolf I mean by the time he's beaten the Amazons they 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 punctured him with arrows. The guy just flexed and all the arrows broke. Come on. So I I, I don't think I don't think it's, a, it's necessarily a problem about mood, but I understand. Okay, red. Red. This has, has a storytelling problem. Mamadi, sorry. Okay. Today? Red is just 18. DC does not have a story problem with his villains. That's a Marvel problem. DC's villains are usually very awesome well written yes so they get beaten a bit and that's that might be an issue for some people but no overall i think the villains are very strong 
awesome wolf. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I, I do agree with Tunde there because the, yeah. the villains get their asses beaten severely, but before then they're really, really strong. And I think it's a way, a testament to the heroes because, I mean, DC's heroes are OP. We just have to face that fact. Right. So, so, my, so my view on this is actually, I think there's a problem. And I, I, don't, I don't think it's a strength problem. I think it's, uh, it's almost a Brian Singer problem where you, 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 the writer, make your, you know, you make your hero scene, uh, to your villain. Hmm? I remember that Zod, when Zod got beat by Joel, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. And stuff like that, that kind of, you know, why would you, you know, it's, it, I think it's just a story problem. I don't think it's a villain problem. I think it's a story problem and how you should hype your villain before he gets his inevitable beatdown. Yes. I, I thought and, we're not and, supposed to tell yes, stories. I don't think they do that hype well enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, if, when, I look, when I think of Man of Steel, when I think of Badass, I don't think of Zod. I, th- right. I think of... Uh, what's that? Uh, Fora. Fora. We all know why, Dapo. No, no, that, that has nothing to do with because the Because we, we hadn't seen her... No, because we had not seen her get her ass handed to her by a scientist earlier in the film. And it's things like that. That damping... I mean, Darkseid, in a very... In a, He's getting his ass kicked and carried away. How much? <laughs> how am I supposed to respect that guy? You know, that's what I'm saying. It's a storytelling problem. And then he's having you a know, go I, at Stephen Wolf. And I'm thinking, hang on, man, Stephen Wolf. I was like, man, man, you got beat now. Why, what are you talking about? You need to help your your own guy. You know, the is, before he gets his beating. And, and uh, just a quick one. Sorry, why did he? Today he jumped from the ship. Like when the ship arrived, he didn't even wait for the ship to land. Like no, <laughs> jumped out of the ship. <laughs> bah! I've landed. Oh yeah, who did? Who? Who? Like, like it was like, a small boy way. now. Was like, I agree, there. but Zach knows something. It was, it was a small boy. It was a small boy. That was that was not that's he not that like that. I mean, he he got beaten up the way Thanos beat up the Hulk. <laughs> I mean, Marvel were like, we have this new guy called Thanos. We've been telling you he's the baddest guy for years, right? So what's the first thing he does? See Hulk. You think Hulk is good? Bugger guy, don't beat Hulk. He beat Hulk the way they beat Darkseid. He beat Hulk. Hulk was like, hey, I, I'm not, I'm not doing it again. Hulk I'm not coming having, out again. He was having exactly. He was having panic attacks. He was having anxiety. Same anxiety that Darkseid is now having. It's like ah, okay, step up. We've got five fifty thousand planets. Got five hundred thousand. And when you found them, you can come no, back. No, and no, no, like, no. I, I found it. I found it. No, no. We're not going to know. That one. Next question. Okay, next question. Find that planet now. Why, why? Next question. I had to read this question. I had to read this question twice before I actually got what she means. So this is from okay. Mia, who, who we had uh, Mia, who we had on the guest a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's she's saying, was General Zod's mother in Krypton reborn as an Amazonian warrior? <laughs> and I thought, I read this question. I thought, what is she talking about? And it, it took me, it took like two seconds for it to for the curtain <laughs> drop that the actress that played God's mother in the TV show Krypton is yes. also um, one of the warriors. What's her name? Anne. Anne Ogbomo. Yeah, Anne, Anne Ogbomo. We need to we need to get her a Niger nerds. We need to. She's a Nigerian actress, but I think she's too big for us. Uh, but hey, we were, we've been able to get some big names. We we, we are growing while we will get her. Yeah, no, no, no we we no, no, we've got some big names you. already. Yeah, <laughs> we we'll get her. I sincerely believe. I sincerely believe it's possible. Right, last question for the day. Yeah. And oh, it's from Nana again. Nana. Nana. 
wait, did Clark's death scream actually awaken the mother boxes? I know it did, but why? Oh uh, yeah, so I think um, so. I think when I saw the trailer, I thought this was really stupid. But on watching the movie, it wasn't really that stupid. I think it wasn't Clark that awakened the mother boxes. I think it was Victor Stone's father who activated the mother boxes, who then scanned the planet and were like, "Ooh, Kryptonian, make we keep shots," and they just kind of chilled. And the scream basically um, alerted them to the fact that there was no more uh, protection on the planet. And then they sent out the signal. Yes. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was what was shown in the film, the, uh, when, Victor's, yeah. uh, when Silas... And it was explained in the film too. It was one of the few things that they actually explained with words. So yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't wake them up. It was Victor Stone's dad that woke the mother boxes, but they were too scared to call Darkseid. <laughs> I, I I I didn't I I didn't really like the scream part, and, and I know a lot of people like it, and I don't want to get into it, but I didn't really like it. Well, uh, well, I've talked about that scream parts. Yeah, sure. Hmm. And this could man, humans hear it? Sorry. Okay, so I, I said go could on, humans hear it? But go on that one. Sorry. Oh no, that was a retcon from BVS. No, he didn't scream like that in BVS, did he? When when he died in BVS, I, I was kind of confused. Hmm. We saw him dying. Zach, but why are you why you why are you spoiling this for us? We should be able to enjoy Zack Snyder movies now. Why are you doing this? We're writing history. Oh, sorry. Doing what he does best. Um, people out there, podcast land, please ignore what I just said. Ignore it. I'm stepping back gently. Tunde looks like he's going to kill me already. Exactly. I will wait for you to Superman screamed when he died. Let's don't spoil this for us. Okay. Okay. Right, guys. We've now come to that's the last question. And um, thank you, our listeners, for sending those questions in. And we will always try and answer. Anna, Mamode, Nia, and. Nia, Cow. No, we didn't get one from today. No, not Cow. No, no. But thanks. Uh, and Charles. Charles Andrew also, yeah. Charles Andrew, yeah. Thanks, guys. Okay, guys. Thank you. Guys, say a goodbye. It's been a long day. I want to go to bed. Right, it's been a long one. Uh, that boy is falling asleep. <laughs> so, what's that? Still going to the club. Um, thanks, guys. Wait, like, subscribe. Thank you so much for listening and continue to send your questions through and we will answer them. Right, over to you, Wally. Boom, boom. Sayonara, guys. Um, until next time. Over to you, Red. Hey, I was so glad I, so glad I could make it. Um, Happy I could get in some cheap shots and talk to you guys next week. <laughs> okay, now goodbye, guys. We'll try and get some therapy for it. As the ghost processes his grief on this. Till next time. And it's yeah. from me as well. Niger. Nerds. <laughs>